Story stuff at it. Frothies, March the 24th, 2021, on the back of a fantastic round of Rugby League, wild, wet and woolly weekend in Western Sydney, and for all those that like their alliteration on their footy podcast, welcome to Footy and Frothies. Uh, Barney, how are you? I don't remember what number you are, but how are you, Barney? Yeah, going really good, mate. I wish my weekend was as wet and wild, but <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, no slip and slide? <laughs> no, mate. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ollie from Rugby League, in my opinion. What's going on? Yeah, doing pretty good. I did end up getting my McDonald's last week after the podcast that I brought up before. It was delicious, I must say. Very good. Never let you down. And by popular demand, the gum's back for his second second appearance on the show. He got through the first one in in good style and plenty of good feedback, so he's back again. What's going on, Gummy? Not a lot. Just um, enjoying the footy. Very wet weekend, and I think the good teams were good and the bad teams, I guess... <laughs> We're bad. Got a bit of work to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we're at the Grey Gums Hotel once again. Apologies for the uh, cricket in the background. I don't know where it is or I'd kill it. Um, about 500 metres from where the Nepean River peaked, actually. It was just down the end of the road here. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was just up here. It was close. So our wishes, best wishes to everyone affected by the rain over the weekend up north and through Western Sydney and the Hawkesbury. It's been a rough weekend and hopefully the worst behind us. And we can all, I guess, move forward from there. Yeah, Northwest got up to a metre of rain in a couple of days, yeah. man. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, I know Port, uh, I was talking to Murph earlier, Port Macquarie copped 850 mil in three days or something. So ridiculous amount. So our thoughts of everyone affected. Stay strong, guys, and hopefully better to come very soon. Um, should we get into some news from the weekend? Very quickly, signings. For, oh, big news out of the weekend. Uh, just first breaking news is the Bulldogs have cancelled their COVID, uh, cancelled their game in Perth due to COVID, so they won't be travelling over there. Okay. There is a bit of a reshuffle, which I didn't write down, but I was just reading that earlier. Um, the other news, I guess Graham Annesley came out and said that there's too many high shots. Uh, given the conditions both first weeks, I think it's been quite slippery, and I think some are, I don't say forgivable. Oh, yeah, I will say forgivable in a way. Uh, any thoughts on that, Barn? Yeah, the majority of them. There's a couple of ugly ones, though, that were, um, you know, the big swinging arms, Ramian and uh, Dallin come to mind with those two, but. Um, Looks like it's going to end up. We're going to end up going down the track of uh, Union. I would imagine any contact with the head, and it's a yellow card pretty much straight away. Which is yeah. might see a few more blokes in the bin. Yeah. Well, they were supposed to have the shoulder charge. It hasn't really happened as much as Union, I suppose. No, that's true. Gumpy, any thoughts? Look, I think if they're serious about concussion and the the protocols around concussion, they're probably got to whack a couple of weeks on top of suspensions if, you know, for example, your Kafusi getting two weeks maybe because Madison's out, he add 50% and if they're concussed and and miss the next or whatever, have it four weeks, maybe as much as I don't like saying it, maybe have the AFL where, like the AFL where they have different grades as to how hard they've hit them, I think they, I don't know what they call them, but around the loss of if it's a high and hard or whatever it is and, yeah. and have it based on that if they're going to be fair income. Yeah, I was thinking something similar myself. They need to, yeah, they need to do something because mm. it's so, just not... So more than just grade one, grade two. It's, it's, well, it's not a good look. It's, there's no deterrent. Yeah. Like even mm. with... 
the whole um, Kyle Felt tackle on on Bird. I thought it looked ordinary. Yeah. Then he did and, it again. And, he, and <laughs> then he did it again. You know, I, I know that happened in the 80s and the, and the mm. 70s and whatnot, but, geez, Alex McKinnon wasn't that long ago. Yeah. And we got a bloke out there doing it with not it, much it, Actually, I think it was Paul Kenton 360 last night made the point that they got sent off if they did it in the 80s. Like, it's all right to say they actually yep. did it, but they got sent off for it, and that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. So maybe more send-offs and less. Maybe that's the first starting point. Yeah, you've uh, got to do something. Your opinion, Ollie? Yeah. I have to agree with Gunn 100%. I think I pretty much echo his words. I think Benji Marshall actually brought up that point on 360 last night, talking about, you know, if it's contact with the head and... Um, if a concussion comes from a high tackle or something, that player should have extra time on the sideline, and I think it's just a good way to sort of rub it out of the game. There are people who are talking, you know, oh, the game should be tougher and that like the old days, but we're talking about serious business here, concussions, head injuries. I, I know we weren't as intelligent as a whole back in those days, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't be these days just for a bit of entertainment. I 100% agree. Uh, and, well, I'll go back around because Gump raised it. Uh, the Kafushi tackle, was it as, is it overblown? Was it as bad as it, it, it made was out? Ba- it was a bad tackle. Fair? I, I don't necessarily think he meant it, um, but he did go in with force. It looked like he went in to try and swing Madison down. It, it looks like he was intentionally trying to slam him down, but the elbow to the head was not intentional. But th- that is serious, right? And it goes back to what Benji was talking about. You can see that it was a high tackle and it has now caused, you know, a concussion. Uh, play to go off the field and not come back. Maybe we do need to consider a bit more than a two-week suspension. I'm sure he's learned his lesson, right, after two weeks, but it, it's just sending that message across the entire league. Gump, what do you make of the Kafusi thing? Yeah, I, I didn't like it. I, there were two movements there. I think at, at, if he didn't elbow him in the head, I think he head slammed him Yeah. regardless. Yeah. So I think that that's a not on. He moved twice. Look, I don't care whether it's deliberate or not deliberate. These guys know now that the head is sacrosanct. You don't touch it. And if you're going to tackle around the shoulders and up near the ball, which is where you have to tackle, you're, you're playing Russian roulette, aren't you? Really? So they've got to know that that's what's going to happen to them. Kafusi had no need to put his elbow there. Mm. He could have put his the top of his arm around and, and wrestled him to the ground, which yeah. the great Cameron Smith did all the time. He yeah. didn't, the elbow didn't need to be anywhere near him, in my opinion. I look. It's one of those things. I thought it was made worse in slow motion, but it also shouldn't have been in that area in the first place. So where's your defence? You can't just defend on. It looks worse, Barney. Yeah. Yeah, well, surely he knew he had his elbow in his shoulder and the forearm across his face. And there was, as um, same sentiments made, there was that whiplash action as he went to the ground. He went with force as well. Rather than, even if he dropped his arm out, he probably would have, the shoulder would have driven into his head as well. The way that he bent over the top and drove into the ground. So, um, realistically, he probably should have just dropped the arms altogether and just gone straight down with his chest. But, uh, yeah, it looked horrible. And, yeah, definitely deserves at least two weeks. Footy and Frothy is the only footy podcast to... Use the word alliteration and sacrosanct in the first seven minutes. Yeah, uh, salient. Let, and salient. So let's see the final whistle pull that one off. But um, let's uh, get to oh, some more some signing news. Injury news. First signing news. So let's do signing. Jordan Ricky has re-signed at 2024. 
uh, he was pretty good on the weekend in, a, the weekend. in that effort. Still not, he's not a big front row, but he's very, very no, talented. Uh, second well. row, I should say, yeah. And um, damaging ball runner by the looks of things. Mm. So nice big enough. He's yeah. Big enough. Mm. So, and um, we were talking about Piakura off the air. You potentially have a smallish back row there if Brisbane had done that path to come, but I guess they're both talented footballers that strong enough is big enough, I suppose. I just think Brisbane now, because they've just got no direction, they're just throwing money at this kid because they don't want to lose him. Yeah, because really, if you look at Brisbane, they don't need forwards. They've, really, they they're, don't. They're now they in a, really need forwards. They've put themselves into this sort of dick measuring contest of everyone where they have to retain players, yeah. and uh, they're probably actually paying over now, which is great for the yeah. kid. He's now ended up one of the biggest paid players in the game without having to step foot in the field. So. Well, now that they've lost the likes of Fafita, Reese Walsh most recently in 2022 is off to the Warriors and it's sort of looking possible that Dearden might be off to the Cowboys next year. They're trying to make a statement and show that they can keep players because for years and years, Brisbane was the team that players would go to and take less money because they wanted to play for the Broncos or they'd take less money to stay at the Broncos. That's not the case anymore. But in, in Brisbane's minds, they want to still be that club so they're desperate right and they're going to yeah. be paying overs to keep players it, it's still not what it was back then because as I said players were willing to take pay cuts to stay or go to the Broncos they're going to be having to pay over so that's yeah. why they are paying someone who is very talented coming through um, the ranks a million dollars who's yet to play first grade because it, that's what they're going to have to pay to keep him and to try and make this statement that they're still that club and, and that's a, and that people, a lot of people want to crack out the salary sombrero joke but in a day, people are happy to play for seventy five hundred grand less to play for Easts. When you put that across the whole roster, it, it adds up to a fair bit in a kick. Yep. Uh, not just, yeah, not defending one or whatever. But when you, if you say Luke Kerry's happy to stay there for seven hundred when he's probably worth every bit of the eight fifty someone else is on, yeah, uh, um, you times that across your Victor Radleys across your everyone else. It, 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 well, your time puts a bit in your cap. Adds up yeah. real quick. <laughs> That's right. Times it by 10 players. All of a sudden, yeah. you're paying for the other team. Even the Melbourne Storm as well. Like, I know they're paying big dollar for uh, Cam Munster and yeah, Jerome Hughes and the like, but no one ever talks about how much money their forward pack's on. Yeah. Like, it, it, arguably the best forward pack in the game. I, I don't know how much the highest paid player in their forwards is getting paid, but I, I doubt it's, like, anything too much above, like, a 700 or a 750. Well, I would, be, I would, I would struggle to think but, it's probably half than half a mil, but... You reckon clubs wouldn't pay seven hundred for Christian Walsh next year? Hundred percent on the table. Some clubs, yeah. Nelson's probably on six fifty or something. Like well, that, what do you reckon that sides would pay for Brandon Smith to play nine? Some clubs would pay eight fifty. Well, you think? You and you will we'll get to the correct. review, but my God, we'll, correct? Didn't he show himself up a little bit on the weekend? Oh, I agree. Specifically um, on Brisbane, they're at a point now where they have to rebuild that club. They need to strip it back, yeah. and they need to stop worrying about second rows because realistically, they're a dime a dozen. There's a million of them compared to decent halves and 100%. hookers running around, and they need to p- yeah. focus on that spine and build a decent spine. Yeah, yep, agree. Uh, what have we got? The Walsh has gone to the Warriors from next year. Um, decent young player. From all reports, yeah, I haven't seen so him much of, involved, of him to be honest. But. Well, he'll replace Roger. So that's the, yeah. the plan for them. He's got the year and then yeah. they'll have this kid ready to play next year. Mm-hmm. Fullback. Uh, Sevo's re-signed with Para for t- till 20 for another two years, essentially. Um, so, yeah, I guess yeah. everyone's happy there. Everyone wins out of that. Uh, if you're a Para fan, Stags has been offered today, reported by the Courier-Mail. 
a four-year deal worth two point two million over the four. Uh, two point eight. Two point eight. So seven hundred a year to remain at Brisbane again. Uh, money on potential. Money on potential. Yeah. So sure. I th- is he a seven hundred thousand dollars center? I don't Not know who yet. he is. I don't think so. Um, he could be. Very well, could be. He's oh, shown glimpses, very, but very good. <laughs> the thing is, though, defense is an issue. Defense is an issue. Clubs are probably going to be offering more, though. That that's the thing that surprised me. Yeah. Like clubs will offer more. It, it doesn't matter whether we think they're worth it or not. It depends on how much clubs are valuing. Oh, it comes to market value, so, of course. Yeah, I, I think I'm actually a little surprised Brisbane didn't offer him a bit more. I, I thought they would honestly, because I feel like a club like a Bulldogs or someone like that, just for example, would be offering probably up around the 800, 850 mark. But it's the same argument say with the Bulldogs so say you go and offer 800 to Stags to go play be another Bulldog what does that actually solve you don't you, you know, you've well, got Kotrick the there you've got Adokar coming in you've yeah. got Coriolis who's probably end up in the centres uh, and you've got a couple of okay wingers just Dishing out eight hundred for another centre is not going to fix your problems. Well, they're they're in a different position to Brisbane with Burton going there next mm. year. That they probably need forwards. They probably need forwards. Like I think they the, have forwards though. The front rowers. The front row hasn't been there for two they're weeks. Not yeah. there, and they're bringing Napa and blokes like that off the bench. Like please. They please. again we get the review, but um, yeah. yeah, they're very disappointed the forwards and but a sensational back row. Um, Speaking of that, Fatala Mariner's out for five months, basically, so we won't see him. Broken foot. With broken foot. Um, big injury news here. Tavita Harris is out for 12 weeks from the Warriors. I assume that means Paul Turner probably comes Another in. And O'Sullivan. O'Sullivan's, O'Sullivan's yeah. there too. come into the side for them. Yeah, so yeah, I'll get to that. We'll get that in a preview. Waka Blake, four weeks, they reckon. And then the concussion stuff, so Cleary... Uh, Pappenhausen, a bit of a neck issue. Madison, all just for this week. So they're uh, they're not major ones, but yeah, the, the, the main major ones are the Fatala Mara and Tavita Harris. So impacting on that. Um, Adam Reynolds in doubt still. And Adam Reynolds will have to pass his protocols. Yeah. Uh, they got Benji to cover. Should we get to our reviews? Sure. All right. Cool. I'm glad I asked. It's my job to make a decision, but it's okay. I was just trying. What else? What other segments do you normally do? The rest we can do in the middle. Yeah. All right. Parramatta 16 beat the Storm 12. Uh, I thought Parramatta were absolutely sensational. Yeah. They were really good after we gave them a bit of a pot. Oh, not a bit of a pot. A big pot last week. <laughs> um, over. I'll kick off a little bit here. Why not? I'll do your stats, Barney. Right here. So three tries played two. I always forget his part. <laughs> two out of three conversions for Parramatta. Two out of two for the Storm. 89% completion for Parramatta and 79 for Melbourne. 37 out of 42 sets played 37 out of 47. Two line breaks for Parramatta. Four for the Storm. 32 tackle busts played 31. 10 offloads apiece. One force dropout for Parramatta. Two for the Storm. No 40-20s. 450 tackles for Parramatta compared to 382 for the Storm. Five ruck infringements played four. Three penalties apiece. 10 errors to nine. Mahoney made 59 tackles. Welch with 41. Sivo with 175 metres and Pappenhausen with 249 metres. Supercoach points. Paulo with 84. Mahoney with 82 and Justin Ollum was 79. I well back to my what I was going to say. Um, first of all, I think I have a man crush on Gutho. <laughs> I think it's I'm happened. Old second, Jack. I just, <laughs> doesn't I'm loving he, him at the moment. I think he's doesn't he look like Chris Evans, Captain America? He doesn't. Like, come on. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> and Chris okay. Evans is a very good looking man, so. 
he just good on the king. Absolutely, good on the king. Side, man. Um, Every week. But I don't, you, you won't find a bloke Bust trying harder, ass. bloke that's yeah. more important to a team. What did he save? I think it was another two tries he saved yeah. on uh, Friday night. Scored to go with his two that he saved against. I think it was two or three he saved against Brisbane. Three, I think it was. Yeah. Um, he's just outstanding. He's always there. Um, so in terms of that effort thing, he's got that. I'm not bagging Latrell, but he's got that little last... He's always yeah, that last man. He's got that Billy Slater thing that, hey, even if you get through, he's going to be in that last tackle. I just thought he was outstanding. And a classic case of Supercoach not reflecting what yeah. the bloke actually did in the field for those that really love their Supercoach points. Um, other thoughts from the game? I think Reid Mahoney... I thought he was yeah, – he carried injuries all through last year and he's clearly a better player than we showed last year because he's ascended to a different level. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. Um, Papaihi actually made 43 tackles off the bench in addition to being one of their best forwards. And Junior Paulo for Parramatta, for me, is in the conversation for best front rower in the game. Um Absolutely, is tremendous. Oh, is this uh, we've ever seen? He's rocking out some minutes. Just, uh, and, and playing play. big minutes. So uh, we'll go around and table quickly to your Parramatta thoughts, uh, well, Barney. The boxing training's obviously helped, yeah. <laughs> helped Paulo. Yeah. As I said, he's fit as he's been for a lot since I've ever seen him. Now, Papa Lee had a few raps on him at the Warriors, but he's even better than what he was last year. Yeah. He's absolutely killing it. He's been close to their best week in and week out as well. Um, but talk about a form reversal. Jesus Christ. Compared to that first 40 minutes they put in against Brisbane. And then come out and punch out just eight, 80 minutes of really top-class footy. Yeah. It was highly yeah. impressive. Yeah. Uh, your takeaway for Parramatta for, for yeah, the week? Look, they were really, really good. Paulo is unbelievable at the moment with the go-forward and the minutes he's playing. Um, I thought it was really good, like, with Blake out and Nia Kore out in the centres. I thought it did a really good job for, yeah. for Para. Um, defended really well, strong in possession of the ball. And I think Opachik is... Better than what we like. I think he's been good in the trials, and been I think solid he's a, being impressive. But I think he's a, a, a. They've got a reasonable centre combination for the next yeah. couple of weeks at least. So. Look, I, personally, going forward, when Blake comes back in, I'd probably have Nia Corey in front of Lane personally, mm. and oh, maybe nice. bring Lane off the bench. I think Nia Corey is probably a better proposition, but that, that's the coach knows better than me. But I'd probably have Nia Corey in there. I think he's just. I don't know. Yeah, a bit, more mongrel, I don't know, than yeah. Lane. He's he was fired soft up on time. Thursday, that's for sure. Yeah, so yeah, he was pretty good last really year though, as well, Nick. He right? was, yeah. I think he yeah. showed him. He was, he, yeah. he was better than Lane last but that year. That battle between Neocore and Olam was probably oh, worth the price yeah, of a ticket yeah, on its own. Mate, that was yeah, a massive yeah. battle. Both I just love watching that. Snakes, it was great. <laughs> yeah, Ollie, your immediate takeaways? Oh well, it was obviously a, a wet weather game of football. You could tell uh, the big thing that Parra were able to do that uh, last week. The the Rabbitohs weren't able to do and Penrith weren't able to do in the grand finals. They were able to stay on Melbourne's level for the first 20 minutes and that was integral to the rest of the game because if you can do that, then you've got a battle on your hands. If not, then Melbourne are probably going to run away with the game and sure, you'll get a few tries in the second half and the game will look a bit more respectable, but Melbourne will be in control and they, they never let Melbourne get in control. They they let Melbourne look good. Mel- Melbourne was still good and I think that's what was really impressive about Parramatta's performance as well. And yeah, look, it's just the, it's the same people every week even last year that we were talking about, your Guthos, your Junior Paulos, and now Isaiah Papaliti is um, up on his level as well now. Yeah. Um, 
Just on the storm, I've got a couple of questions just on their halves, to be honest. Um, their creativity, like Parramatta showed them up, I thought, a bit with their creativity compared to um, the storm. I think they seem to be um, struggling with that link just between their halves I, and their outside I backs. think so it was show. We talked a little bit about Cameron Smith year, last course, week, but, but you get those conditions 12 months ago, Cameron Smith kicks to the corner every time. He wouldn't even let his halves touch it. You just and, boot 40 metres and say, we're going to tackle from the back from the 20. And obviously the and, service out of dummy half's been a little below average for the first two weeks. Um, yeah, well, let's talk about Melbourne. Cheese, I thought he was crook. Like, I was watching that game going, the bloke's not well. There must be something wrong with him. I was watching the Foxtel coverage, and they kept cutting to him 20 metres behind the play of the ball. Um, and I'm, I'm going, do I need to yeah. switch to Channel 9 to see if they're going, the bloke's had a gut full of um, gastro or something. Like, he did not look well. Um, but I think he just couldn't keep up with the pace of the game. Like and he it, just, yeah. sadly, I love the bloke, but... Because then when he came back on in that last 15 minutes, he had some tremendous runs playing. Just running the line. Second, running he just ran, um, yeah. played as a second row and was tremendous. Um, I think he might have shown himself up as he's not an 80-minute hooker. And yeah, especially on a wet track. Yeah. You know, he was... It, like there, there was like no was support, and there was there three times, tackles yeah. every set in that second half, where he was not even getting to dummy it to the right. No. Does he need for another club? I'm talking about. Does he need to be that 80 minute hooker though? Because some hookers can still be very good and play 60 minutes. Or something 100%, 100%. Like that. Yeah. But it, if you're going to go and try and command 800,000 as a, I suppose, as an international hooker, has he trained to to be an 80 minute hooker? Maybe, no, like, it's probably not. Like he's trained to be a 40 the, minute back correct, rower. Yeah. Yeah. correct. I think. I think with a, a year of, of training to be a nine, I, th- I don't think it'll be a problem for yeah. him. But I know on the first week when I was on, I sort of spoke about Cameron Smith like we all did. And I think the proof in round one and two is that he is going to make an enormous difference. The first game against Souths are in front by a million and yeah. probably should have got beaten. Yes. And then the other night against Parramatta, really, Melbourne were good. Yeah. And there wasn't much in the stats that Barney read out, but Cameron Smith plays in that game, Melbourne win. Yeah. I don't have too much doubt. Actually, you'd say in both games, because Cameron Smith, the last 20 minutes, just kicked kick the ball dead Correct. and set a line and you'd, just, you'd come in and that'll be it. Yeah, well, in this game, both halves did chip Brandon Smith at different points with his service um, out of Domi yeah, Half, I saw getting the, balls the on the feet Munster and one. behind him. And, um, yeah, and it's confusing their halves a little bit. Jerome Hughes looks a little bit lost. Um, doesn't seem to be setting up the structure for his out, uh, for his outside yeah. backs and his second rowers. But it'll be when, interesting to see when Harry Grant comes back to see whether mm. the service is a bit better and it, mm. it looks oh, a, bit, for sure it a bit sharper yeah. and you'd think it would be. But Still, still no long. I don't think. I think Grant's got a long kicking game. He's a pretty good short kicking game, but he's not a a forty twenty kicker from dummy half, which Cameron Smith was obviously. Yeah. When talking about Melbourne as well, I don't think we can really gloss over the Jennings Smith combination. Oh, yeah, wasn't that? Like, it's all ugly at times. They're going to be that so, something's got to happen. Right? Oh, like, Jennings will go straight away. Something's something's got to happen there because teams are literally just going to target that edge mm. and they're going to get points like the Rabbitohs did and like the Eels did. Well, I didn't think I'd ever hear myself saying this about Branko Lee because I yeah. don't really rate him. <laughs> yeah. But Melbourne must be busting the gut for him to come back. Yeah, he'll go really. into the centres. And, and Remus Smith will go into the wing. Smith Remus, Smith, the wing. Remus yeah. Smith's a, a good winger. Mm. George Jennings was dead set in the headlights at different times there. He didn't even the try and catch de- it. that was a good try, mm. but Jennings oh. didn't try and catch it. No. But, like, yeah. I know you don't want to up... Um, don't want to mess up the flow too much or whatever, but when is Lee coming back? Because until then, do you shift some players around so that you don't have to have a Remus Smith and a Jennings on the same edge? Do you swap Olam and 
and Remus Smith? Like, is that is that an option? So maybe you've you've at least got half a half an edge on both sides. Like, well, what, Jennings what do you and do? Fox. I, I think I, I, think I can't imagine better. Bellamy will weaken a strength. No. So they'll okay. just have he to. He might even put bit. a back rower in the centres and push Remus Smith onto the wing well, if he yeah. really wants to get rid of George Jennings. Well, that Kamakamika was pretty good off the he bench. Solid, Someone like yeah. him yeah. maybe could defend that that bit wider. Um, the wraps I'll give Christian Welch was absolutely outstanding again. Yeah. Uh, he's the Australian prop. I think he was outstanding. Nelson was great when he was on. Well, the whole forward. He, and even that second half, solid. he got him back going again. Nelson came yeah, back yeah, on and restart, re- oh. reignited him. Absolute record. Which, which when he's eight foot tall and four hundred kilos, I guess you'll do. Papenhausen was. Outstanding again, absolute in wet conditions. The, the turn of footy's got in the wet, and yeah, the ability to sort of turn on a dime was was tremendous. So yeah, all's not lost for the Storm. The Storm are a little bit under par, I, and realistically, the only reason they lost was because of that combination that Ollie just mentioned in that corner. So you know what I mean. And Para were pretty close. To, I think they were right up there with some of the better footy I've seen out of them for yeah. a while. Yeah, so. they couldn't have played too much better. Yeah. That was Para's. That was that's, a good nearly their, that's nearly their best game. Uh, final word on a para halves because obviously we are quite critical and they have us have a spotlight on Ollie uh, Moses. Good, passable there, or I'd say sort of bang on passable for this week. Uh, he, he's never he's never the guy directing play, and he's never the reason why para win. Even in these big games, it's always other players. He's sort of there, so. Mm comes back to the gutto thing. Yeah, Take exactly. gutto out of there, you, you cut the head off the snake, so to speak. Yeah. Well, as I mentioned L. earlier, they won the battle this week. They were a bit more creative than the Melbourne halves were. And, yeah, we'll see them going forward. They're going to work on that combination. At times, they looked slip, slick during last year, but they looked like rubbish at times as well. So I expect as much the same during the year this year. Um, yeah, the final word is Parramatta has, like, a dream draw for, like, the next eight weeks. Uh, they will kill some teams if they play like that. And Mitchell Moses, I have him as a reserve half in, in Supercoach, for example, he will put some teams to the sword because he'll suddenly be he'll be on a flat track. And did you keep him? Or I kept him. <laughs> I've got him draft, draft, <laughs> draft because he's going to he's going to find his feet all of a sudden, and for the next three months he'll be a freak, and then the finals will start looming. They'll, they'll win. They'll win. They'll go close to winning the next eight or nine games. Power now. Well, they've got the next that. four at Bank West. Yeah, and at Bank and Bank West is a big thing, and. The Sevo record, they keep banging on about it, Bankwest. Um, end of the day, that last play to win the game was a sensation. A 40-metre kick oh. to, to your wing is a sensational play. You've got to give him kudos where kudos is due. And to still beat the bloke and get over. So, a great game of footy. Loved it. Um, finals level intensity. Looking forward to seeing how both teams go forward. Let's get to the Friday night where the Warriors 16 lost to the Knights 20. Uh Barney, tell me words. <laughs> three tries apiece, two out of three for the Warriors in conversions and three out of three for Newcastle. 87% completion for the Warriors and 92% for the Knights. Wow. 41 out of 47 sets for the Warriors and 35 out of 38 for Newcastle. Three line breaks apiece, 16 tackle busts for the Warriors and 22 for Newcastle. Seven offloads apiece. New- Warriors actually forced three dropouts and Newcastle zero. 340 tackles for the Warriors played 437 for Newcastle. Castle. 
Uh, one ruck infringement to Newcastle. Six penalties conceded by the Warriors and four by Newcastle. Eight errors to four. Egan with 55 tackles. Braley with 61. RTS with 218 metres. And Heimel Hunt with 185. Supercoach points. Bradman Best with 95. Braley with 90. Heimel Hunt with 90. And Torhu Harris with 85. Ollie, what were your takeaways from this game? Oh, mate, just about the game of the week, I'd say. I think we pretty much all predicted and it, we got the on-field display that we're expecting in this one. Uh, just the better side in the end. The Knights, that's all I can really say. Like, they were pretty on par. Both sides looked good. <laughs> You, you can't really fault anyone for having to, too bad a performance, I think. Uh, Bradman Best does Bradman Best things these days. Oh, I thought uh, Hiku, if you had to fault someone... Uh, if you had to, but then... Hiku missed that but then, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, but right he inside. was yeah. up against Bradman Best, so... Um, there was a few times he should have passed when he didn't. Mm. <laughs> and he missed the two sort of key plays. But anyway, sorry. But yeah, and I think the Fords as well, like we were expecting, we got a, a pretty decent battle out of them. It was a good battle yeah. in the front row. Yeah. On the back row. The whole forward pack just smashed into each other yeah. for the entire night. Keep going, Barn. Tell us your thoughts. Oh, mate, as I said, I actually thought the Warriors, to complete at over 85% and lose, you've got to be, <laughs> you've got to be pretty upset, to be honest. This, yeah, mate, it was a huge battle in the middle. Um, the Knights had the edge in the running metres. They just seem to get over that advantage line a little bit better with their forwards. But I thought the Warriors actually controlled the game better than what Newcastle did and it just came down to that as you said, those two little spark moments down that one edge that got the Knights home in the end. Either team could have won this. I thought the Warriors probably deserved to win it. But um, the errors and penalties ended up killing them in the end. So I thought I thought Warriors for, let's say, six minutes were the better team and clearly I thought they controlled most of that middle section. But there's no point controlling if you can't put points on, yep. and they didn't. RTS was pretty good, like he always is. He's really, he was uh, had a heap of involvement, especially early in this yeah, game. Yeah, but they just didn't have the points in them. Halves struggled. Uh, times, the halves yeah. sort of, yeah, didn't have a lot. So that was my main take. I, I thought basically two moments from Brabham Best busted the game. and I think Tavita carried that injury for a fair bit of the game too, to be honest, because oh, yeah, he was sort of just catching and passing and walking for a p- yeah. good part of yep. the game, which didn't um, Gumpy, your thoughts? I love the Knights pack. Um, Saifidi and Clemmer, and, and I know that Clemmer gets some criticism about not passing the ball. I don't want David Clemmer to pass the job. ball. Yeah, I don't exactly. want Clemmer to pass the ball. I want him to run for 200 metres, run hard, and get quick play the balls. Yep. They've got Frizzell out on that edge now and Barnett, who are both so, yeah, pretty fair players. footballers. Yeah. And then they're running Connor Watson on at lock and sort of other blokes through the middle. I just want to see more consistency from the Knights. Like, I think they were good last year, but then they got busted a couple of weeks and then they'd win a couple of weeks and they'd go like busteds again. Mm-hmm. I think with some consistency they could like be that just under the top tier of teams. And we've got to remember that they're um, no Kale Ponga. Make, no. He make a big difference to yeah. the football team when he comes back into the team. Like Tex, or he's not a bad player, but he ain't Kale Ponga. No. Yeah. And, and they still... Man's well, utility has got to come back as well. That's yeah. right. So, look, I, I think the night, the Warriors are good, but I think the continual struggle for them is still going to be their spine. Like Wade Egan's a solid player. Yeah. And Nick Arim is a, a solid player. And, and they've got Roger, who who's their, their X Factor. With out Harris Tavita, they bring O'Sullivan in, who's 
he goes okay, but he's untested really at, at NRL level. He's played a couple of games. So I think that that's going to be their continual struggle. They're going to have to rely on a bit of brute force and a I'd bit like of luck. to see the Warriors set up a bit more work for um, Roger. They sort of just give it to him and go, oh, well, you link up outside rather than, you yeah, know, that's not, hit the no centre and then inside balls back to RTS or do that yeah. little bit of inside-outside stuff and then have him run it, pouring back through the middle. And like, like he's, he's dangerous, but, yeah, that, he's not getting the ball. They don't set plays up for, for him. him. They're yeah. relying on him to set them up for them. Yeah. And that's... But to your point about Texo, what I like is these two weeks they've played Ponga plays and just used Texoy in them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Ponga comes, he just slots back in and he's going to be worth 12 points better. to him. It does his better. His works a bit better. So he's either going to beat a bloke or set up yeah. a bloke or throw a rainbow ball, whatever he's going to do. And there's if you add in 12 points to the team. Uh, last one I'll mention about this game is Jaden Blay was outstanding. I know you're getting quick pay the balls, good service, but I, I sort of, for some reason, decided after... Thursday night was going to be a hooker perv for the um, unlike the ones on the highway. Um, and I thought Braley was sensational. I just thought he, uh, when he chose his moments, he chose to run, he was explosive. And uh, he didn't run as much as he did the week before either. But he made but, it count when he did. And I uh, some he actually set up two or three plays where he put blokes away, just took a couple yeah. of steps and just went, there's a hole yeah. there, bang. Yes. See you later. I, thought, and I gone. thought he was like, really good. As I said, I was I was really upset when we lost him, when the Sharks lost yeah. him to Newcastle because he's been, he's more than solid in defence. He's probably he's one of the better nine. defenders going yeah. around. Yeah. And it, when he gets the markers a split, he's very good at taking his opportunities and he's a good ball player as well. So, uh, I, The final word for me is I think that both teams on discipline alone, if they keep it up, will make the eight. I think they're just going to through. Warriors will beat teams just through sheer. They won't smash teams, but if they just sheer force and sheer control, will beat easily beat some, some of these lesser teams. Teams are only completing at sixty five percent, and if yeah. you do that against someone who's dropping three balls a game, you're probably going to lose. Yeah. I think that it'll be the Warriors will battle the Titans for eighth. Yep. Yeah, and that's fair. On, comment. on what's going on, and, and, so far, and I'm saying and there Newcastle was between them round one was that, there? No, and, that's right. And then I'm saying Newcastle <laughs> probably have if they stay to form. We'll have at least seven wrapped up and well, possibly. Well, I actually have Newcastle missing the eight stillness because of what you brought up, Gump. The past few seasons, the issue Thank with you. Newcastle has been their consistency. Yep. They have, they're a team full of inconsistent players um, whose best is right up here, whose worst is right down here. And that has shown the past few years. It's obviously the, the start of the season, but why should I go into 2021 uh, thinking anything else of them? Because if I'm being honest, if we had a 25-round season in 2020, Newcastle don't make the top eight based on their end-of-season form. So personally, no. I'm sort of wait and see, but they're going to be thereabouts. Like, I don't have them finishing any lower than 10th. The only point I'd have to that is that forward pack now is probably it, it one is of the very, most consistent yeah. forward packs running around. You've got Frizzell, You, you say Barnett, most consistent, but it's been generally- we don't go missing. Saifidi and Clemmer turn up pretty much every week. Like, well, that's the, I don't think Clemmer was turning up every single week last year or the year before that. Saifidi was pretty Saifita much was. the only one. So Barnett always puts in. I yeah, but he, he was they got for a while. in. I think you well. know what you're going to get from Frizzell. Hmm. I think Frizzell could be sneakily. I think he won't, he won't get the accolades. One of the he could be by the, the year, season, yeah. just for what he does for the whole pack. Well, well, you think and. And you've got Lachlan Fitzgibbon the, coming back who... In the statistics... Off the bench now will add something. The first two games, Frizzell touched the ball, I think, 30 times combined. He wouldn't have touched the ball 30 times in eight games for St George yeah. last year. That's right. So they're getting him the ball and he's running hard and, and, and hard. doing his... So if they're giving him the ball, he's going to make yards yeah. and he's going to tackle hard. He's got an offload like as well. He, he's... Yeah. 
he just looks more involved than he was at St George in just playing in that system. He looks system. a little fitter too, to be so, honest. So, mm. you know, is the coach is the second year going to get more consistency out of him? I guess we're going to have to wait and see like Ollie and yeah. said and see whether they become more consistent. If they inconsistent like last year, I agree, they won't make it. But I'm banking on them making it because I think they're going to be. Yeah, I think just they'll just get a better platform opinion. than yeah. what they got last That's, year. Yeah. But. Yeah. No, and um, a platform suits Mitchell Pearce better as well. Big time. Yeah, yeah, once he gets into his flow, he'll be better yeah. for running cla- cra- crash plays and that sort of thing. So, uh, Titans twenty eight beat the Broncos sixteen in the main event on the on the Friday night. Um, stats, man. Yeah, five tries played, three, four conversions out of five for the Titans, two out of three for the Broncos. Seventy four percent completion played, sixty five percent. Twenty eight out of thirty eight sets. Played 26 out of 40 sets. Uh, five line breaks to four. 31 tackle busts apiece. Nine offloads to 12. 321 tackles played 299. One ruck infringement for the Titans. Two for the Broncos. Two penalties conceded by the Titans. One by the Broncos. 15 errors to 17. Mitch Rain made 40 tackles. Ricky with 38. Uh, Thompson with 178 metres and Ricky with 193 metres. Supercoach points. David Feeder with 105. Tavita Penguai Jr. with 100 and Fatesi New with 92. It was uh, TPJ's best game for a while. Yeah, it was, was pretty good. Uh, conversely, Carrigan had a shocker. <laughs> yeah, poor. And I thought he was trying, but he. Just I think that was the rival had with, a with Fafita that stirred yeah, up TPJ. He dropped, he dropped he got a, a, Yeah, they, they, they got into each proof. other a bit there. At different parts of the game. Um, I thought, yeah, Ruben Wiki was great. Uh, not Ruben Wiki. Ruben <laughs> Wiki. He was a good player. Jordan Ricky. They'll take him. He'd probably go right in his team. Uh, Jordan Ricky was great. He uh, he looked pretty good in attack, and his defence was good. Uh, Herbie's a little trier as always, and David Mead will get a pot plant nomination later. But there's a, a fair list this week. They just didn't play. They didn't play. They really were one-dimensional. Brisbane in it. They only played to that one coach side, and well, well, that's they the thing sorted too, it out that, pretty quickly. That, that's why he's probably nominated for your pot plant, David Mead, because they got to actually change. get the ball to him if he's on the wing. Like, yeah, there was. He came in looking for it a couple of times, but yeah. What can you do? I suppose you do go have that to way go, much go at roaming often. infield a bit. What, what do you make of the weekend? Uh, of the Titans this weekend? I'm still a little bit worried about them, hey, because I feel like they were lucky to put in that 10-minute performance at the end of the first half, get those three tries and pretty much put the game to bed because, honestly, I don't think they were too much... They were better, but I don't think they were too much better than the Broncos, or at least not as much as everyone's making it out to be this game. As a Titans fan, I feel like the Titans probably put in uh, 20 to 30 minutes of solid football, and other than that, they, they just managed to be better than the Broncos, which isn't necessarily the hardest thing to do, but... For the Titans, I want to see more. Um, if they don't put the Cowboys to the sword this weekend, I'm going to be really worried. But then again, they might just do what they did against Brisbane and sort of play to um, play to the level of their opposition. But I don't want to see that from the Titans. I want to see more consistent football, and I want to see longer patches of them playing well. You know, in not not even 80 minutes. I guess you could say against a team like the Cowboys or Broncos, at least 60 minutes, because I feel like we only got 30 this week, and they were lucky to get those three tries at the end of the first half. Yeah. Gump, your thoughts first? I want to see the Titans play somebody decent. Yeah. To, yeah. to start oh, yeah. with, yeah, 100%. agreeing with what Ollie's got to say, Brisbane are a basket case. They're hopeless. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't like to say that about first-grade footballers because I have never played it, never will, and wasn't good enough. No. But it just what they're dishing up is not first-grade standard. They're still not putting in, as far as I'm concerned. There's no – some of those blokes, there's no effort. 
mm. at all. As, like, they were in the game until the Titans scored. Then as soon as the Titans scored, it was just like it was over. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> Brisbane can be no barometer. If a team laps Brisbane by 60, I'm not going to sit here and say that they're premiership, <laughs> premiership specials because they'll they'll get lapped in some games yep. this year. The Titans, David Fafita was, was really good for them, you know, come back to haunt Brisbane. You know, they're, they're players that you expect something from. I, I thought Tino a little bit disappointing. Um, I, I thought he was... In terms good. of that, like, he, I thought that with the Titans, you'd play more minutes and you'd probably notice him a bit more, but... You know, just sort of working new, rather yeah, than it's a new being setup explosive. for him. So yeah. you can't like he's a very good player, but he hasn't in the first couple of weeks set the it, world. It felt on fire. like it was a a Fafita stage, and he was along for the ride in some ways because he was very supportive and everything. And yeah. it felt like if someone someone one week is going to turn around and say I'm going after Tino, and that'll fire him up, and we'll see better from him. But I agree with you saying I think the halves are still a question mark, and I know they're losing Taylor this week. Big. They they're one play like. I really noticed it. I don't know if it's just what they decide to do, but their one play was to kick to the Don the whole game. That's all they did. And then work bad and leave it to him to work out what to do next. And he had a, he came up with some good stuff, but it felt like Fogarty has a point to prove. They're going to be a, yeah, he's got to be the one to step up. Six contender. Um, Ash Taylor's Ash Taylor. He was okay. Um, I, think I thought their props are great. I, I, I love we were talking about blokes I fell in love with this weekend. Fodawaka, I just didn't you, didn't you say I'm exactly love him, but yeah, I, uh, he was yeah. just tre- he didn't play a lot of minutes actually. He played about forty, yeah, but he was he tremendous. Was, yeah, they kept him off longer than I thought. Came back on, and then buddy, when he's got the ball, he just he really he starts the game for them. Um, and I thought he was outstanding. Uh, I agree with having said there's um, you can't. It's not a bar- it's not a barometer yet. It's almost no. a buy. Do they do they bite the bullet possibly? I know they've got Tanner Boyd at, at six this week, and he's he's a good young player. If it's not working out, do they bite the bullet and play Peachy at six? Like, I, he Quite might possibly. not be. He was good. Six. He, I thought he was good last week. Good. He's got some mistakes in him, and he's a bit yeah. Does, yeah. off the top well, of his head, a bit yeah. like a Josh Reynolds kind yeah. of a, a player. But is he? I thought he was good possibly last week. Yeah. The answer at six, if Fogarty's just organising the side, he's going to defend a hell of a lot better than Ash is, Taylor. Is Ash that. Taylor the answer for them? Not the answer for them going forward at six. They need to give Tana a chance because yeah. Taylor's out for four weeks, so give Tana Boyd the four weeks. Look, him and David Fafita were the combination that won Kiebra Park, the schoolboys championship in 2017. So I'd like to give them a chance to see if they've still got that flair. And if it's going well, I'd say persist with Tana Boyd. Just on Tino, like I, I, he was workmanlike, but if you swap him with Fafita and have him running at Milford, he scores two tries well, as well. And, and, and actually, those went back two and tries watched, that Fafita scored was he just ran straight. Out I the actually top went of back and watched both of them today because I was uh, and exactly, gee, they, they look good to the eye when you actually look at it. It's Fafita going. Well, I was going to say, not Fafita uh, grabbing Milford, Milford and just going, going oh, me, yeah. I'm going to put the ball down. And it was yeah, yeah so like it was back and forth. Tino would have done the same. You're right. Any, um, any of those forwards would have done the same thing. Yeah, it's back and forth for half an hour. Titans took over, but really they should have run away with it after about yep. 50 to 60 minutes. And because the Broncos did everything they could to shoot themselves in the foot, they just <laughs> any time they had a half decent ball, they made a mistake. Um, the edges worked hard, but that was about it. They got dominated through the middle. They got dominated on the very outside edges, and the Titans just couldn't come up with the points. They um, they seemed very clunky at times with any sweeps and the backline movements. And 
yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't good. Brimson's getting pressured hard, and yeah. he's getting marked, and they're all out for him. So he's having very little yeah. impact if yeah, he's good at again. all. Corey Thompson, yeah, he was. Solid. Yeah, what did it, you get with him every yeah. week? Yeah, it, yeah, wasn't there a club player. who actively got rid of him, and he ended up at the Titans? I'm mm-hmm. There was. Remember which but club we, that was. there's a club that actively got rid of a bloke that won South the game the other day. So you know, whatever. One of the biggest um, points out of this game for me was Milford and Ash Taylor dead set were trying to play worse than each other for fucking 80 minutes mate like they were yeah. fucking horrendous the pair of them yeah. even that last 10 like what was Taylor's plan on a few of those plays I don't they think he has a plan he just, ever he grabbed it to, like you said yeah, Peachy's right. a bit off the top of his head but fucking Ash Taylor's just as bad yeah and uh, he can't tackle it fucking just yeah, cannot tackle no. um, this is uh, Gump it's your first year with us and what I tend to do sometimes is throw up wacky questions that make no sense to anyone but um, here's a thought yeah. oh firstly let's let's predate for those who aren't aware uh, Dearden tore up reserve grade yeah. and Corey Oates scored and um, someone else who should be playing first grade carved up as well who I've just forgotten off the top of my head mm-hmm. what would like something would both would it be mutually beneficial for both clubs it's a bad question now to get in my mind again because <laughs> value wise it's different would both clubs benefit from say a Dearden for Luke Brooks swap for example. Probably. Like, just freshen up for Brooks, get him out of where he is. But he's, he's going to be no better off up there, maybe. Um, and he's Probably on 800. Not. So, financially, fiscally, it's not a, a good match. The Tigers are and be in a, better and, off. And the Tigers are 100% better off. That's what I thought. So, I'm all for it. But it was just, just a thought. Like, it's now at the point of Luke Brooks, which we'll talk about... Yeah, we've got a couple, a couple of games, games to go. Well, we'll, say, we'll save that. But <laughs> now we'll save Luke Brooks check. Yeah. The Titans swap may be a Philip Sami for, a, or I don't know, maybe a Justin Olam or Katoni Staggs. And, oh, I think they, I no, think I know, but I it's more from... It's, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm apples to apples in that both clubs are fucked. More than... Yeah. More than, yeah. I didn't well, say That swap's Brooks not going to make any of it, either of them a final side, but the but Tigers would be better. Anyway, we'll get yeah. to that. Yeah, Titans did a job, probably should have done better. Broncos were... Yeah. Yeah, I think Titans have... Yeah, there's more to come with we'll we'll have more on them soon Panthers 28 dog zero so the big stat was first team in ever to not concede a point in the first, first two rounds games, yeah. um <laughs> good yep uh do some stats but here's zero tries to five uh, a field goal attempt for Penrith which missed 84 percent possession played 87 percent completions 26 out of 31 sets 40 out of 46 sets one line break to the dogs five to Penrith 21 tackle bus for the dogs and 42 for Penrith seven offloads played four uh, one force dropout for the dogs and five for Penrith that's uh, they killed the game just by repeat set after repeat set 445 tackles played 320 four ruck infringements for the dogs one for Penrith five penalties for the dogs and one for Penrith and a bin Jackson made 64 tackles. Kenny with 45. Hopawadi with 178 metres. And your man, Brian Turo, again with 254 metres. Nine errors played eight. Kickout with 123 supercoach points. Luai with 94. Cleary with 88. And Josh Jackson with 75. Just quickly, um, I said every week, those repeat sets. Penrith are the one team that earn the right to score points later. They just go, okay, these first 20 minutes aren't for to score, aren't to score 16 points. They're wear just them to out. Wear them the out. Back. And we're happy to be 16 after 20 because just punch they're going to be, be rooted. Well, look, yeah. the only game they really lost last year was a game when they were in the grand final where they... 
got busted early. Yeah. Other than that, they they just don't lose in the first twenty minutes. Yeah. They don't win in the first twenty minutes, but they put themselves and in a position. I, where I they, said at the time, in the game. fantastic game plan by Melbourne to go. Okay, that's their plan. Let's take them out of their comfort Correct. zone and make them chase. They didn't. Yeah, and that's Correct. well, Melbourne are the opposite team, right? They they like to put teams to the sword in the first twenty minutes and then sort of mm. St- mm. sit back. And M- Melbourne's obviously won on the day uh, with that ploy. Yeah. So well, the end of the day, it's, it's the older now. They're not a chasing team, but they don't need to be. 25 rounds of the year for Penrith. Um, come ask you, where, where do you have the doggies? They're up there with Brisbane. Terrible. And, and Bulldogs play Brisbane this week. Who do you think? It could be 100 all. It could be 100 all. <laughs> 100 all. Who knows? I, I hope it's 100 all. I'll do a whole podcast on the game if it's 100 all. It could be 100 all. They can't score enough points. The Bulldogs, I don't know. They, they've bought some players. Just have Milford and have really have an arm wrestle and that can be the game. No, <laughs> it'd be a team runs up one end of the field, gets tackled right before the line, then knock on it to play the ball and then just back and forth, back and forth. It's just yeah. fundamentals for the Bulldogs and skills and one-on-one tackles. and One-on-one they, tackles is a big they're one. They're terrible. And look, I'll get to it throughout the night, but I'm seeing my biggest bugbear is dropping the ball with no contact. I don't rate it. I don't rate it when I One of the worst kids. things you can do. Like, isn't it? it's, and no. the Bulldogs have got blokes that just continually just don't. I don't know if they're not concentrating, they're not good enough, they're not placing enough emphasis on it. Look, it was the best team in the comp, probably playing the worst team, Mm -hmm. and Penrith just put pressure on and pressure on, and eventually there's missed tackles and they score, but Penrith could have scored, I reckon Penrith could have scored 60 if they wanted to. If that was dry, if it was a dry day, the Bulldogs were in a whole lot of hurt. Could have been 100. Could have been a whole lot of hurt. Look, I hope Trent Barrett can do a good job, but he still doesn't have the roster. He's still got a lot of blokes. He's got 15 blokes off contract, and they're 15 blokes that I wouldn't be paying 20 cents for, a lot of them. They're past it. They're done. The Bulldogs, they're even slow. They're slow. Like they're, yeah, there's not a lot of no leg speed in, in that team. Like, yeah. Meany's got a little bit of pace, but Corey Allen's not quick. He's a good player. They've got Hoppawati, who's slow. Flanagan's not quick. Most of the forwards are plotters. Avarillo, yeah. well, he's not doing much. They've got plotters in the forwards. They, they, like, there's no real bite in the back row. Like, Adam Elliott's a good player, but he's not big. Fatala Mariner, well, he's injured now, so they've, yeah. they've lost him, who probably is their best edge player. Yeah. Jackson works t- his ass on that. I, I need to, well, I want to mention he, he missed none at 64 and 0. Uh, and when you're doing that, how are you expected to have any well, impact well, at the other end? He, and the usually other, he does. Well, you know what? The other 16 are missing a lot then. Yeah. I don't know how many mm. tackles Barney said they missed, but if it wasn't 40, it wasn't yeah. I'm not sitting here. Yeah. So if Jackson's missed none, yeah. a lot of other players have missed a lot of tackles yep. that should be making them. It's 42. And, and they had to make an extra 130-odd tackles as well, which is going to take the gas out of you. But they've got Avarillo missed six, uh, had three runs for 15 metres. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. And you've got a halfback that's not a runner. Flanagan's not a... They didn't no, buy him to run the ball. Not a yeah. So Avarillo's got to run more than three times mm-hmm. in a game of footy because Fla- Fla- they haven't bought him to run. They've bought they, him to they need, the team and a kid. Yeah, yeah. The Flanagan they actually need, needs to they bring need his a, forwards on a bit more too, I think. I know, Burton's going there. A little bit. Flanagan actually needs like a... <laughs> 
you know, Flanagan needs like a prime Wade Graham playing six, more like a or a Jack White, and more than a interesting. And I don't have Burton. Burton's up. I don't know. You, yeah, well, you bring up Burton, right? Everyone, like all the Bulldogs fans, are like desperate for him to get an early release. But he's going to win him a. He's, he's played a three games of first grade starting in the halves, and he had one really good game. The other two, he wasn't bad. He was decent, but he's do you expect Matt Burton to come in and make the Bulldogs a top eight team? Like realistically, yeah, he's not Brad Fittler. No, yeah, like so. imagine they need noise forwards. Yeah, well, they do have. Oh, and, and, and to, how disappointing has both their front rowers been? I mentioned it last week, but Hetherington. He was a little bit better than the week before, but Ogden. And Ogden, he's probably not he's worth barely a first. You, you do how, many, bring, how many of the Bulldogs forwards would you pick in any other team in their first thirteen? In their first in thirteen, first 13. Oh. in any other team, in, in any, in any. I might. Tigers might take Josh Jackson because someone Elliot has to tackle Jackson, him. The only two you yeah. think about. Elliot, they probably yeah. wouldn't make it into the 13, to be honest. Possib- They'd probably be bench. Possibly so, yeah. even uh, towards the end of last year when they played Luke Thompson as an out-and-out starting prop, he was their best player. So I say give him a oh, yeah, chance we maybe, but he's got to come back. Yeah. Year, I yeah. just want to bring up, I was watching the Panthers-Mounties game beforehand. Arvacia Manifanai was tearing it up yeah. for the Mounties. I'd say he at least deserves a shot he was good for, for the Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the only reason why I think he hasn't gotten straight back into first grade yet is because he's been over in the Super League for two Hmm. years, but he looked good, and that mountain side wasn't amazing. So, yeah, why not give C-Mana for that? Another week, another training run for Penrith. Hopper Hopper and Avarillo will be having nightmares about fucking (laughs) kick-out. He just destroyed them too. Because their play last year was always... the ball four or five times. play always last year was don't pass to kick-out, and they just went, you know what? We're going to just pass it to him today. Avarillo and Hopper just sat there and went, oh, fuck. He's coming again. Yeah. Jesus Christ. In the wet, 120 bloke. You know. They're getting paid to put their body in front. Mm. Yeah, Who right. put their body in front of him? No, yeah. But like, right. there was no one. Like, you know what? Four of us at this table, you'd at least stand in front of him. Yeah, yeah. knocked a mask, but I'd stand in front of him. Like, the tries he scored, no one touched him. Mm. Yep. Like, the dogs were just, they were outthought, outworked, <laughs> yeah, outmuscled. Penrith just got through in third gear as well. Like, they've got another two or three gears left in them. And, <laughs> and, and it's good, good for them for this week. They've got a five-day turnaround and they didn't work that hard. Jackson that, was the dog. That would have been the plan. That's what Cleary coaches to, and we noticed a lot last year. They don't need to win by 60 to prove no. they're better than ease. They just know we'll, we'll bank two points. We'll turn up next week. Unfortunately, they're going to miss Cleary, but the idea would have been no one gets hurt. We will get through it, and let's try again yeah, next week. Jackson was the dog's best, and Daylight second. Waddell and Elliot held their own, but that's about it, realistically. That's yeah. yeah. Um, Luai had his jack in a box on. He was great. He was fun to watch. Uh, he's good. But he's, playing. he's good when he starts zipping around everywhere. He's, he's playing, like he said, we're, play, we're playing reserve grade. He can take the piss if he wants. Uh, I still think Charlie Staines has been exposed. I think yep. when Naden's fit, Naden goes straight on the wing, and we don't see Charlie Staines again. So. Not not even necessarily Naden. Not like, fit uh, when he's allowed to. Yeah, well, you've got like a, a Robert Jennings there as well, who I think was signed by Penrith as cover just in case Staines gets exposed. And I don't even necessarily think he's been I think exposed. Because Momorowski's a first-grade first centre. Yeah. Uh, he's Naden on the nose now. I yeah, think so. so. Oh, good is, pun. Well done. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I think. I think. Is he like? I don't think. I think that they'll make him serve his penalty. They'd be lucky to play. I. Which and opinion. that's fine because they've picked up Monroski, who's proven. Correct. 
he's a he, he, I have no idea why Solid t- I have yeah. no idea why Tigers didn't like him because mm. God we could use him on an edge hey, at the solid. moment. Um, he's a good player. He's a good player. He's either best centre in the game, but he's nah. defensively better than Alei Lua. Um, and he, he scores points. He's a try scorer. He's a he's strike rate for tries is actually as good as any centre going around. If you actually he's going to get good service at Penrith. Um, so and he's going to have it there. So I think, yeah, I think jury's still out on stains. 53 minutes in, we might have our first break. There's the only one you'd question. The main event on Saturday was the Bunnies, 26, beating the Sea Eagles, 12. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest, by this stage after no Golden Slipper, I'd had a few beers, so I'm going to be his in-depth analysis here from me. But um, Barney, some stats and... Oh, well, actually, first of all, I was I was convinced Lollana be washed out. I'm surprised they played. Uh, held up pretty well. Held up actually. okay, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Up. I don't know how it is today, but yeah. It held up better than it has over the last few years. They had three thousand two hundred eighteen people there, so good on those brave souls. Um, I mean, the whole weekend was torrential rain through most games. Yeah. There's actually some pretty good football and ball handling in a lot of the games, oh, so considering the weather. They no one played with the footy. Everyone threw it around. Yeah. Yeah. Wish the Tigers had it, but. Anyway, um, uh, two tries to the Manly, five for the Rabbits. Two out of two conversions, played three out of five for South Sydney. One uh, one penalty, no, oh, sorry, one missed penalty for South. 69% completion for Manly, 73% for the Rabbits. 29 out of 42 sets for Manly, 29 out of 40 for South Sydney. Three line breaks to five. 17 tackle busts, played 35 tackle busts for Souths. 12 offloads, played six. 341 tackles, played 364. Souths forced two dropouts and a 40-20. Two ruck infringements for Manly, one for the for the Rabbits. Four penalties conceded to five. 13 errors apiece. Uh, Trebojevic made 41 tackles. Cook with 56. Tap, uh, Tapao with 160 metres. Uh, Tupu, sorry. With, sorry, Tapao, yes. 160 metres. Gay Guy with 169. Cook with 102 supercoach points. Paseca with 87. And Mark Nichols, the professor, with 78. Uh, your immediate thoughts, Barney? Yeah, well, Manly were much better than what they were. The two early injuries crueled them there a bit with the knockout to Cust and um, Davey going off after a couple of minutes with his um, busted ACL. I thought the um, Manly forwards actually competed quite well in this game. Souths probably should have ran away with it a little bit, but they again, Souths... Uh, problem where they they get they start scoring points and then they start dropping balls and it's a consistent theme with South over probably a lot of last year as well where they lost a lot of points by uh, just dropping balls. Um, yeah, mainly matched up First pretty game. well in the forwards. Uh, their halves were okay, but their outside backs struggled pretty hard. The mainly outside backs, they did, their their centres and wingers struggle to match up to most teams. I'm pretty yeah. sure if you if you go so. go man for man. Um, and Souths weren't a lot better, but they've just got that bit of extra class in their backs. And yeah, you know, Murray, Arrow, and Nichols uh, tore it up in the middle, and were the difference in the forward packs as well. So. Um, Gumpy, your thoughts? Yeah, Damien Cook was really good. He, yeah. Back to a bit of form. The first Running game, game he wasn't out. great, but he was really good out of dummy half. Good service. The South's halves were a, a bit quiet in, in this game. Cody Walker wasn't the best game he's played, but he did what he had to do, I suppose. They, got, they had a pretty good one on the bench that came on after Reynolds was knocked out. So yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah, he was and, good, and he's good. I saw he set good. up Nichols. He, yeah. yep. He's been classy first two games, man. Yeah, Latrell, you know, he's good, and he, he's... <laughs> He's just got 
the, the magic touch. Like, he might not do as much as your Pappenhausen's, mm. your Tedesco's, your Gutho's, but he, what he does is quality. Uh, well, like, he's not going to be the Gutho last man in attack. He clearly isn't. No. But, but he's going to... I mean, I've been critical of him in the past with East and coming across potentially arrogant stuff, but I've sort of fallen in love with him this year. I just really yeah. love the way he plays. He's that last yeah. touch in attack as well, which I think gets him that on the highlight reels that little bit that's more. True, that's gets true. Gets him noticed that little bit more. I but. think, as Barnes said, they, they dropped a fair bit of ball, and I think if South can hold the ball and get equal possession with other teams, they've got points in them. Mm. That's the one thing with South. That you, you, yeah. When they're in the other team's red zone, you always think they're likely to, to score yeah. with a Cork or a Walker or a Mitchell or somebody sort of doing something, yeah. and Alex Johnson's a good finisher. So, look, and they've got a couple of blokes who can take that crash ball as well. Yeah, so. like, like Manly Ray, they were better they than were they better. were. The, they, they, had be better. Better. <laughs> they had to be better. They had to be better. Martin Tapau played better this week, and, and he's got to, without Adam Fanua Blake, I think he's, he's got to really take on that role of being that key forward. And no Sirenin either. Yeah. And, Paseca and, was enormous. Yeah, and, and he, goes, he goes really good, Paseca. Yeah. Um, he was great. In the, like, he looked so... He was a standout head and above everyone in the trials. Yeah. And he was great last year. And I, the ball. I actually don't know how... Ball running, man. They're at the point now where he should be starting in that team, yeah. to be honest. I think he will be very sure. Well, or if you, and if you wanted to start Alloy, he did this week, didn't he? I think no, benched Alloy. Alloy, sorry, last minute too. Yeah, yeah. You could play to power second row and have all three start if you like. Given the state of the where they are right now, why yeah. wouldn't you? Like, I'll be interested to see. Like, Schuster was all right when he came on yeah, yeah, yeah. for Davy. They've picked him this week in the, in the in second the row, row, so yeah. he's not a second row, but he's a big he's enough not. body to probably, you know, do a job he's got for some him. Decent feet, you know, and yeah. nice ball skill. Yeah, he's he's a fair fair. The player, problem is so. once, once you get deep, once you start playing against your Titans, for feet to be licking his chops to run at Schuster or not. Well, one hundred percent, and and that's what's going to happen. You know, yeah, but. It, it wasn't a bad game for the Jake conditions. Turbo is like just a what a player. He just yeah. outstanding. He stats stat doesn't get the reps because he's just expected every week now. Yeah, so. I, I hate the fact that people enough. call Manly a one-player team when Jake Trevojevic is also there. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think it's fair to call him a three-player team. Yeah, I, I think 100%. Um, possibly depends on the night. Some players step up as well. Like I think DC is still. I think he was better, but he's yeah. doing what he can in a situation. He, he's, but I don't he's, know what, he yeah. is still one of the better halves in the comp. Foran yeah. had one of nice, two, the uh, one or two nice touches as well, but he's um, he sort there? of floats in and out a little bit. But yeah. any other thoughts, Tom? Well, I was just relatively impressed with Manly. They surpassed my expectations by a lot, and I thought they would play a bit better than they did against the Roosters. But I was praying for them last week. Like, I was praying for him. I thought, geez, the Rabbitohs will really give it to him here. But I was really impressed with what I saw from Manly. And I tell you what, we'll, we'll get into it more in the preview. But I'm actually sort of looking forward to this matchup between the Dragons and the Seagulls next week. If, okay. we, if we get that performance from Manly again. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, any final thoughts, boys? No, I think we covered nah, it. it's covered. Cool. Let's get to, as uh, my iPad refreshes. Cowboys 18, Dragons 25. That's the one. Um, the... Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, three tries to four. Three out of three conversions played four out of four. And a field goal for the Dragons. A nice field goal too. Just in, just inside the 40. Was nearly a first two-pointer. Almost. 76% completion played 71. 32 out of 42 sets and 29 out of 41 for the Dragons, which is surprised me looking at those stats actually. Uh, one line break for the Cowboys, six for the Dragons. 27 tackle bus played 32. 10 offloads played 15. 
Cowboys force three dropouts, Dragons zero. Uh, one, two ruck infringements for the Cowboys, six for the Dragons. Three penalties conceded to the Cowboys and two to the Dragons. 13 errors to 12. Those stats all say that the Cowboys probably should have won this game, but they didn't. Uh, Dunn with 38 tackles, McCulloch with 43, 186 metres for Drinkwater and 155 for Ravalawa. Hunt with 116 supercoach points, Alvaro with 74, Kerr with 70 and Isan Masters with 67. Ollie, did you see much of this game? Yeah, I believe this was Ben Hunt's best game at halfback for the Dragons, period. Mm. It was. Yep. He had a great Agreed. performance. And I'm not saying we're going to get it consistently this year, but if he can play like that relatively consistently, they're going to be right where I've tipped them. Not, not necessarily making the eight, but that they won't be a bottom four side if he get if, if. The Dragons are a big if, but yeah, good performance. Honestly, as well, I think if a Jason Taumalolo was playing the Dragons, like they, they could still win. It's not like, oh, Taumalolo plays the Cowboys win necessarily. I think the Dragons probably still could have held him out. And I think it was, I know it was two lower table teams and I had my rant about the Cowboys last week, but I feel like the Dragons still played relatively well. So, yeah, okay. I was really impressed. Yeah, Hunt's probably been their best player the first two rounds, to be honest. I so. think McCulloch's helped. I think they've yeah. just, he's put his little, a little bit of a... That's brought him to the club. Yeah, I think a little bit Good of a safety blanket back on. Gets out a little bit. Yep. 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 Doing some nice stuff. Which we knocked. Uh, I, think, I think, for me, um, I, think, I, I don't have a lot to talk about the game because... Um, I think you'll cover all the you main points. On the couch. I was also asleep on the couch. <laughs> I was going to say, did you sober uh, up for this one? <laughs> I was just hoping a golden slipper might have run at eight o'clock after it dried out. But um, now we'll just quickly. Um, I thought Alvaro was good um, off the bench. He's <laughs> saying he's pretty good. Paul Vaughan again was. Actually, he wasn't that good. Actually, he was, he was, mm. he was there. Um, I just, yeah, they did enough for me to not be wooden spooners this year. Put it that way. It's the biggest compliment I can give them. Uh, Especially with who they were up against, like, come on. Yeah, well, the level of football was horrible for a large part of this game, yeah, man. The it, it only was, thing that really kept it interesting was the way the momentum swung back between the two teams and the field position, ball control. Um, the thing is, though, you actually had players in the Dragons team who were actually having a, a decent game amongst all of that crap, whereas the Cowboys just across the board were just not playing well. Yeah, no, well, the, <laughs> Morgan was a little bit better than he was the week before, um, but he still looks a bit gun shy. He doesn't really seem to want to get into that contact. And the two players that <laughs> impressed me the most were two blokes coming off the bench in Maguire and Granville. They were really the only two that made any impact for the Cowboys at all. Yeah. Um, for what the game was, I, I actually enjoyed the game. Yeah. Um, is it just purely entertainment value, not Back and forth. too much out? Yeah, yeah. It was for, they were playing some footy. Yep. I, I agree with Ollie with Ben Hunt. He played really well, and I think McCulloch's made a big difference to, to Ben Hunt. Corey Norman was okay. Like, yeah, was. didn't didn't do a great back. deal, I think. I, I agree. I think St. George, on what I've seen, if they can play like that, won't be bottom four. I think there are four worse teams than them. Mm-hmm. I think the team they played's worse <laughs> than, than them, and I think that there's a couple others really? that we've spoken about and one that we'll definitely speak about after that are legless. I think Lomax and Dufty... <laughs> Are good enough players to they've score got po- some points they for have, them. They've if got they some get points in them. Ball, they've got points. They give it out to the big Ravalaba on the wing who's a, a finisher. I, I think. like yeah, well, the, Cow- yeah. the Cowboys had plenty of opportunity and just had no points in them That's whatsoever. Right. I think like, the Dragons have got some points so, in them. So we, yeah, yeah, I agree. So we spent a bit of time talking about Brisbane. Like, what? Do, where to for Cowboys? 
I think they need to put nothing drink water into this five eight and just have Val at one. He can't tackle. But he can't. Yeah, but he's going to at least give him a chance to score some points. If the pot plan, <laughs> yeah, what move Morgan to seven player yeah. with the ball in hand, but he's actually got to catch the ball first as well. If if the pot plan doesn't come from the Cowboys this week, there's two players in there that if they're not the top two pot plant plant players, I'll turn it up. You blaze tonight. <laughs> you get one. You're allowed to put I'll it in there. I'll put it in because there's some blokes. My pot plant will come. There's one bloke there. That's a dead set passenger. A dead set passenger. And there's a couple others that aren't far behind that I can't believe. You're allowed to name names. It doesn't have to be I want to save it for when I... Ah, save it. Save it. Yes, yeah. This is what happens. Dave, we should spread our pot plants. They must... All right, Grandma I'll go style. my pot plant. Go for it. Jake Clifford. Yeah. Was he playing? No. Was he playing? I don't think he was playing. I can't believe he hasn't made one change at the side this week. Like Todd Payton, he's he's talked a hard game with Tao Malolo and stuff, and and he's he's a hard ass. Well, they've been pathetic two weeks, and he hasn't dropped one bloke. And Clifford kicked the ball. That's all he does is kick the ball. Have they got anyone else? Maybe not. But what he said, then you may as well, like I said, put Morgan to seven, move drink order in, and just bring bring an outside back in. Or having a fullback yeah. and just do you your just best. can't Look. defend drink water near Cohen Hess because last year they, they yeah. play touch. Yeah. That's true. They play touch and they defended next to each other last year. And we talk about Remus Smith and Jennings. Yeah. Remus Smith and Jennings look like Jay Trebojevic tackling <laughs> against them. Like they're <laughs> they're, they're terrible. Like. How Cohen S has played Origin, there's hope for us all because he's, he's <laughs> so he was good when he played Origin. He's shit house football. I remember the year he played Origin, everyone's because te- he's coming off the bench oh. and everyone's terrified. Hess is on, Hess is on. And that was the end of it. So, well, the Knights have wasted a whole lot of money on Jake Clifford on what I've seen of him. So last yeah. week, Gumpy, we tore the Cowboys to shreds. Are they? I think I'm just did then. No, no, well, you did. No, no. Well, here's the here's the big question: Are they currently your tip for the wooden spoon? No. No. Okay. No. No, God, I'm scared of it. Who who could be worse than that? I don't talk about it. I think that there's four teams that will only win when they play each other, and it'll come to four and against. I think the Bulldogs, Broncos, Cowboys, and Tigers will basically only beat each other. The way they're going, and it might come down to four and against well, between them. Well, to bring the Dragons back into it, that's part of the reason why I don't think they'll finish in the bottom There's four. four they, they beat the bottom four. Ollie, Ollie gets a bit of wind in his sail. Someone's with me here. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's back. He was quiet for two weeks, and now he's back. <laughs> um, yeah, not much. Like, what can you add? And you see, not a much after that. <laughs> Todd Payton walked away oh. from the Warriors to go up there, and all the shots you see of him with his head in his hands. Yeah, every He's chance they get. Jesus Christ, I've got three. Well, points. I, mean, I love it. Obviously, I love the Wokes. Premiership winner. I literally yeah. can't sign anyone to improve this team. There's, there's like, and they want to put another Queensland team in. So what hope is there for these blokes? In two years' time, they put another Queensland team in. You, you scoop in the pool. We talked about off air. There's no depth in Queensland now. What are you doing when you have another uh, 20, uh, 30 blokes taking well, talent this, out of this team? This is really a conversation for another time, but it'll it, it you go through peaks and troughs, right? So at the moment, there's not. But it, the Queensland State will come that again. only play, beat each other. <laughs> yeah, it, but you, that's, that's my point about expansion. Oh, it's very nice to say this. There's not the talent. 
I'd say no, but the thing is, I, I wouldn't say every team's going to be filled like one to seventeen with world class talent. But the thing so is, you'd rather a weaker comp for the sake of it's not teams. necessarily a weaker comp though, because as I said, well, the richest players aren't just go leave. So it's going to beat everyone by further. Not necessarily. Become the AFL, the only, no, which the, is boring. The we only want. team that has consistently for the past twenty or so years been at the top are the Melbourne Storm. For the rest, there has always been a period of down and up. Like, Brisbane have gone through the down period now. But I don't know that there's ever been a bottom that's been this bad. I think Like, last year and this year, and I know COVID last year and some blokes didn't get to play it and whatnot, but there's the gulf between the five teams that, or the six teams that you put up there that are really good. Yeah, we can also hear it in the middle. But the ones at the bottom... The the bottom six. 50 so. points yeah. worse yeah. Than, than the good teams, but the good teams won't beat them by 50 because, as we said with the Penrith-Canterbury game, Penrith played in third gear. Yeah. Like, these teams aren't and even... And what start happening well, the thing is... Penrith will start subbing Cleary off at halftime because they don't need to. Like, this is what starts happening. You don't actually see your best players because it... <sighs> It actually, and for your super coach and everything else, it makes everything else uh, harder. East will just start resting blokes. Th- this is when East play Manly in a month and they rest five blokes, everyone will be up in arms saying, why, why is Tedesco being rested? But the thing is, well, how well, that'll often, happen. Is that what's going to happen? No, but how often, do you, how often do you Especially in actually around see that time. happen yeah. consistently? <laughs> Maybe origin time when players are being picked for origin. But it's going to get worse, Ollie, is that what you're saying? No, well, you, you bring up the talent pool, right? It's not necessarily that... There isn't the talent pool. It's just the talent, right? All the talent are going to a few clubs at the moment, right? And the other clubs aren't getting the talent. So it's not necessarily to say the players aren't there for an 18 so, okay, team. So if you they're, they're up, all just the at certain teams. They're, they're, not e- they're not evenly... They're not as evenly distributed. I know the salary cap's supposed to stop it, but it, it's up to the yeah, so players to take pay cuts to stay at the better sides, which... But which they already have, which we talked about 20 minutes ago. We already have. But, I can't uh, see... Sorry, Gag. I can't see the have-nots getting any better for the next three or four years. No. So the have-nots now, they're four or five years off, three or four years off being decent side. Oh, a couple and, of them. And you know, know that... You know there the only hope... On some superstar kids coming through or say, stripping the money out of the club and then dumping you, it back in in a couple You of know years. the only hope of, of a have-not is a red-hot under-20s team graduating and pulling someone's pants down. Bringing a whole spine you know through what? or something. Yeah. Out of the 20s. Watch, like Penrith have done it. Give Penrith did if it. If you watch the lower grades now and watch the whatever the, the reserve grade comp's called now or... or New South Wales Cup, Q that, Cup. Or, yeah. or the under-20s and stuff like that. Yeah. The standard's not as good. Like, I watched a couple of re- the reserve grade games on the weekend and really? Like, I'd, I've i seen better standard at A-grade footy. Yeah. Like, oh, and a lot of those blokes up. borderline are just playing A-grade footy because they don't give a shit. They'd Correct. rather make, they'd rather make 250k a year plumbers. Like, it, it, uh, you make lawns for I 300 a year. Seriously, some of these bottom Why would you go and run around playing for Wenty? For the bottom teams. I've got real, like, agree. already, and, some and of it, them know they can't make the finals after round two. Yeah. And so, yeah, exactly. They're ending And then you're going to throw, throw another team into this Queensland pool and they want to throw potentially another team into New Zealand, let's say. What's what's that going to gain? And the Warriors haven't been successful. Well, if you look at way. results, all, all five, they haven't been successful. No, that's right. the, the, the big thing of it is it isn't even – the NRL don't even care about the talent pool or anything. It's about getting those teams in those areas. The NRL are estimating that they're going to make $50 million off of this fourth Queensland. Yeah, so if you're going to do that, take two out of Sydney then. 
That's what you have to do. Legitly, you, you have to get rid of. You can't have East, South, West, nor, oh, North, gone, East, South, West, Sharks, Dragons. You have to move now. two. T- it won't happen now because there'll be too much outrage. Well, that's what I mean. It's not gonna, they're not going to drop it because who do you drop? Like, well, honestly, we could have a podcast that went for f- 40 hours. years yeah. about who goes and who yeah. stays and the merits of clubs. But, and it's like saying, oh, we'll add a million bucks when they had the chat about adding a million bucks to the salary cap. All it means is everyone makes more money. Well, they, want another, they want another game every round, every week, and yeah. You understand? At the end of the day, it. right? The the end of the day, the National Rugby League is a business. Rugby League is the sport. Mm. As a business, you want to make as much money as you can, and if this is a way of making money, then good on them. Like oh, at, at the end of the day, I agree. That's but what it's it comes not the best. To. But it's that's not the best model going forward yeah. for the, the the game. And ultimately, let's say ultimately, unless you're a Tigers fan, you enjoyed every game. I enjoyed every game this weekend. So, like Gump and I talked off air that clearly some games were not the same standard as others. Obviously, the Cowboys game was not the same standard as the Thursday night game. But end of the day, it's entertain- it entertained me. You I enjoyed watched it for it. what it was. As the ratings are great. We enjoyed it for what it was. But we all know, we can all name the five teams in the top five, and we'll all be right. There's no doubt who the top five are. There's probably no doubt who the top six are. You cannot... You actually can't dispute it. I'll, I would go and put money now on it being, yeah, in whatever order, not in such yeah, an order. Yeah. Melbourne, Storm, uh, Melbourne, Easts, Para, Penrith, Canberra, and Souths. Yeah. How is anyone going to crack that? And then Titans, it would be either between Titans, Newcastle, or uh, Warriors. For I'd, the last I'd chuck Cronulla in there, honestly. Well, okay, yeah, let's, say, let's say. Let's say. So that's Maybe it. we just finish out these last yeah. two games and we can argue about this next time. It's good chat. And it's, it's just, it's more to the point, like, what hope is there for the Cowboys? Because why would you want to move to Townsville? Great, great part of the world. I love, I love holidaying there, but you're moving eight hours away from everywhere. But you're talking about the Cowboys, team, right? In a one-team town. Expansion team or not, at the end of the day, they're playing, paying three players a million dollars who have still got at least a couple of years left to go on their contract. They can't, they're hopeless anyway. They're not going to be able to sign anyone or improve their squad anyway. There's still no chance. You know what they have to actually years. do? They need to offload Tamalolo. Yeah. They need to go where the cop is. One of the two. But the thing is, if you offload Taumalolo, it's a more fair deal because Taumalolo is still going to get a million somewhere else, whereas Morgan and Valentine Holmes... But the thing for the Cowboys, they're going to still be paying his contract, where Morgan's off contract. So they're not going to have to pay his He's not off contract this year. No, but they're they're going to have to pay for one year and they're probably only going to have to pay 200 grand, where it's 300 grand. Morgan's busted. It depends on the deal that you work out I don't think anyone will take more. Probably still going to pay the same kind of money for Taumalolo to get rid of him you'd be better off getting rid of Morgan someone will take Morgan for for the Cowboys let's get the last two games out of the way Tigers 6 Roosters 40 one try for the Tigers seven try we've fucking stopped recording have we no 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 no. sorry (laughs) speaking of my producer Um, I just couldn't hear myself there for a second what What? how do you what yeah, Tigers 6 played the Roosters 40, one try to 7, one conversion for the Tigers, 6 out of 7 for the Roosters, 81% completion, played 84% completion, which is interesting. Get your tissue, Dags. 30 out of 37 sets, played 38 out of 45, two line breaks to 7, 31 tackle busts to 34, eight offloads to 13, Roosters forced two dropouts. 379 tackles played 325. One ruck infringement for the Tigers, five for the Roosters. Penalties conceded three apiece. 11 errors for the Tigers, eight to the Roosters. Twelve with 40 tackles. Tupanua with 39. Dane Laurie with 180 metres. And B-Moz with 220. 
Morris with 135 Supercoach points. Keary with 123. Teddy with 123. And another four players before we got to Dane Laurie with 73 Supercoach points. (laughs) (laughs) The most important thing out of this game was I captain Takiyahu and so beat... Uh, the Gump this week in... Was, oh, no, in I played draft. Beaver. In Beaver. Draft, so, Beaver. Yeah. Um, which led to a whole discussion about Supercoach captains. Um, uh, I'll go last. Go All right. Gump. <laughs> All right. The Roosters do look slick. They've played two teams that have been poor, but they've they've looked very, very good. I must say, Geary and Tedesco and B-Moz are just... Cutting teams to bits. Tupanu is going good. Yeah, well, that left edge has had three different people oh. sacked from the opposition yeah, <laughs> in the last two I mean. weeks. But, but the Tigers again, and my other pet peeve outside of dropping the ball, no contact, is defenders that run past the attacking line. So yeah, when the team's yeah. attacking and defenders... Joey Leilua, I ball. reckon, four times was 10 metres behind where the Roosters were. Yeah. Like, you... I say to people when you defend, and it's probably a good question to ask even you guys, and I do it to kids, and the first time I coach them, I say to them, when you defend, what are you defending? And the answer is the ball. You're not defending the player, you're defending the ball. If you're running past the attacking line, then you're no longer defending the ball. You're not defending the player either. I just think that there's some... I don't know, serious deficiencies with the Tigers' defence, like the Bulldogs one-on-one. Yep. There's no read. There's no communication. There's no Well, I was always told growing up that you need to basically, if you both put your arms out, you need to be able to touch the bloke next to you. So if you're running up out of the line, unless he's next to you, it's just, what does it do? It just fucking pulls your whole line apart. It's one straight line. And then... Yeah, you're gonna. Yeah, get when like, what, what was when we were all kids? What was the one thing that you heard when you're defending? Slide, 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 because you yep. you stayed yep. to slide um, and yeah. you slide. You're watching yep. the bloke next to you. Yeah. Coming mm-hmm. out of, like if, if you, you come out if you come out of line, you get your ass chewed out. If you that. come out of the line, though, you've got to either tackle someone or knock the ball or down take the ball because you're yeah. defending the ball. Yeah. So it's just. I don't know. It's a, it's a pet peeve. The Tigers and Leilua aren't the only person they that did no, it. Of course not. That's where I gave my bugbear about Branko Lee when he played. He was the same. Mm-hmm. So it, I don't know. Madge is normally a really good defensive coach, but he can't tackle for him. So yeah. he's he's I'm sure has the structures in place. They've got to follow the structures. I I don't know where to go for the Tigers. Like Luke Brooks is a scapegoat, and I know a lot of people give him a hard time, and I know he probably hasn't delivered. As a player, but there's 16 other players out there. Yeah. Like I can't just Luke Brooks shouldn't get you beat by 40. Just because you don't win no. doesn't mean you lose Look, by 40. The yeah. Tigers, the two positives for the Tigers were Dane Laurie yep. and Jacob Little. Yep. I thought were both really, really good. Little went. I wouldn't take him off to be honest. He went off. <laughs> and I don't know whether he went off for a head injury assessment or whatever, but he yeah, seemed he to be off for a while. There was speculation because they thought he did and he didn't. And then so in I terms of that, yeah. if okay. if he can play the 80 minutes, I'd leave Jacob Little on. I think he gives him a bit out of dummy half. He gives good service. He gets his body in front. You know, if you had 13 Jacob Littles, you'd be competitive in a game. Like, I like him as a, as a player. And Dane Laurie, same, no size, but he, he's a good player. Yep. For the rest of them, like, a pot plant could probably come from that game too. Mm. There was a few. Um, no Falum is disappointing at the moment. That I, I, don't, I don't know where to go for him, but... 
the Roosters look very, very slick. Mm. I'm looking forward to the game this week, the Roosters and South. So well, it's the first to time give the Roosters it's, a test. They it's the first anyway. time they play A grade because they've played Melbourne and they've had two two extra trials, basically. Yeah. Correct. But they've had but two blokes that have scored Only points come trials. out of a barge over from dummy half. There's, a, there's obviously big concerns around what's going on mm-hmm. when you've got the ball. And they did have a fair bit of ball. So there was, there was opportunities there. But obviously the Roosters have got their very uh, very strong defensive structures as well. But Well, put it this way. But the Tigers supporters, they won't run ninth this year. So you don't need to worry and <laughs> be disappointed no. about running ninth. I'm hopeful of running 14th. Because if, if they run ninth... Well, I won't make a brash statement, but I'll eat a schooner glass. They, they, okay, that's they not rash. They cannot. I'll cook it for you. They cannot <laughs> run ninth on yeah. what I've seen. The, I agree with that. I agree with that. The impact from the outside backs was non-existent. Um, the only reason they didn't get beaten by sixty plus was because their forwards did do some sort of decent work in the middle. Um, well, I don't think the Roosters wanted to. But yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, that left side for the Roosters just absolutely killed it. Tupanua and Collins were probably the best out of the forwards for oh. the Roosters. And where Hargraves, I think, has found his home now, he comes off the bench and just rattles them for 40, yeah. 45 minutes and then goes off and has and, a rest. And you think with the Roosters... Which, how much would he love it? Because I'm going to oh, hurt that. Yeah, he'll sit there going, right, that, like, no, no friend, no Cordner, no Crichton. No Victor. Their team, no Victor Radley, and Luke Carey just took the piss for an hour. They've he was just running around doing stupid stuff. Bloke, it was ridiculous. They've probably got a bloke, Sam Walker, that'll probably fit somewhere into their team. And I was going to say, in terms of pot plants, Lachlan Lamb's just there as a body. Correct. Mm-hmm. I can't so, put him on top, but so he's in terms just there. Of, of that, well, just don't want to blood the kid yet. I he don't just think. exists. Yeah. yeah. Well, exactly. And then they've got Suali that's waiting in the wings. He won't get a run. He'll play an Origin, like I said last week. He'll play an Origin. Well, That'll he, be it. But he won't get a run now. No. He won't get a run. Who's he going to – unless they get an well, injury? Well, Tedesco will go to origin. Manu will go to fullback and he'll probably slot yeah, into the centre. Yeah, that's when it happened. When, yeah, correct. That's what happened. But other than that, unless there's an injury, he won't get a run. No. Anything else, Barney Boy? No, mate. As I said, Kiri was just I mean, that good. Champing at the bit. To save us some time and to allow Fuck you, you and your time. to time, we're going no, three hours tonight. And to allow you to rant, like, what can I? I about, what can I say? Like, Jesus Christ, what can I say? Okay, fair enough. Go for it, Davey. <laughs> um, what am I going to rant? Like, what am I going to rant about? Okay, what can I say? End of the day. Okay, I think there is hope in the forward pack. There is the forward pack books is in contention with whoever. Keeps us in the game. The first half, it was legit. Could have been twelve all at some stage. Luke Brooks playing his 150th first grade game cannot get a repeat set from a grubber. Three times he did it, and then when he failed three times, what was he play? Oh, kick to the alternate wing where Tupo's out there, who's seven foot eight, and every and every time he did it, I could probably cop that. Every time he did it, they scored down the right the that edge anyway. Literally the next set, seven tackle set. They just went right. Joey Lil has a club. There's now a club option for him next year. On 700 or whatever he's on, there's no way you can possibly take it because it, it's fast good to suggest you take it. So free up the cap. Go and find. I saw your article on everything rugby league. Go and get Adam Reynolds. We'll go and get Tom Dearden and give us a half. Just tell Luke Brooks you're playing reserve grade. Sorry, mate. We'll just cop for two years. Okay, that's the end of the bagging of Brooks because, like Gump said, it's not great radio and it's not his point. That edge, it's not just it is Leto's fault, but Kapoa's been that, Kapoa hasn't been a first grader for two years now. He's embarrassing on the wing, but the com- combination of both how ridiculously easily uh, Brett Morris got past him would not happen in, against any other first grade team. Even his Cowboys wouldn't happen that way. So I think 
they've, they've overhauled the edge. We're going to see there's bigger issues. Uh, I'm concerned about leadership. I know Tamo's there, but it feels like there's... And he got injured. I think he didn't play a lot of minutes again, so... They need a leader in the halves. They got two. They got they got half a spine. Um, Laurie was tremendous. Smallest fullback in the comp, so he's not going to bust tackles to Desco style. So he's got to create something. The most, the most, both games. The most. What's the two props to the club? Yeah, they've bought two props to the club. Tamo, he's a good veteran, but Penrith could carry him mm. with the forwards that they had. Yeah, he, was he now can't carry a pack. And off Engawi, the Broncos didn't want him. Yeah. So and he last year for them, he was appalling. He yeah. didn't want to be there. Terrible. Yeah. So look, they've they've bought two new props to the club. Yeah. I don't know whether they're the answer. Well, I said in the fall. I said off season before we even signed him. It's the year to write off and blood blow, blood Okatamano in blood uh, Musgrove, and just say right, we're going to cop it. But in a year's time, it'll be better for the experience. Um, Ending in the back row. Let's. I'm just going through the team. Ending in the back row a little bit. The same. Twile's going to take his ass off. Is who he is. Well, Bloor's very good, but he's injured. He's injured, and he'll take yeah. some Broke time. He's, he's, yeah, he's, that's right. So you got you got Musgrove back. So at least there's another prop. Um, Backline is that. What hope is there? No Fluma will turn up in games, but you can't do it himself. Um, ultimately, it all comes down to it. I have to give a pop plant and shout out to Staines and Mead and even Lockie Lamb. But you have to give it to Joseph Lailua. There's no point. I was going to, to, but I left. That one for you. So <laughs> it is what it is. He's been axed, so we'll see how that responds. Madge was quick to add halves, axe halves last week, uh, last year. We'll see how much longer Brooks gets. Um, as I suggested earlier, s- try and swap him with fucking Deard and they probably something. could have still done with Benji Dag. I said it from a, if we had Benji Mate, we in that blew first up for half, the last month or so of last year, just going, why the fuck will the Tigers not sign Benji? And look what he's done for Souths. And you put him in that game where all that broke, they had all that broken field play, which in fairness, Brooks did quite well to create a lot of that. Benji would have at least, if he couldn't wasn't converting points, he would have at least got he's a, a leader. Sense. There's no he's points. There's they no points leadership. in that Tigers star um, spine. That's simple as that. Doesn't matter how good we play, we'll play Melbourne. We might muscle Melbourne to the ground, um, Manly into the ground. Where are you going to find 80 points from? Little's going to score from dummy half. Laurie might get an overlapping score. And um, and, uh, Dewey might do a White-style bust over. Well, how many tries? That's it. Where is the points coming from? In two games, how many tries have the Tigers scored? I think it's three and two a little. Little scored two. Yeah. Barge overs from dummy half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember their other try, so... I, I think it was Leilua barge over in the centres, but... Yeah. <laughs> so no, it was the other side. Uh, anyway. Luciano? No, it wasn't Luciano. No, it was yeah. Le- no, Luciano, sorry, it was two. Yeah, yeah. barge yeah. over in the centres. So that's what I mean. So they in two games, they're not At alone, the but no. there's nothing... There's, there's, it, there's massive issues... Uh, <laughs> Put you yeah, out of your misery? Yeah, let's move on. Yeah. Sharks 10 played the Raiders 12. Two yeah, tries apiece. Zero out of two conversions for the Sharks and two out of two for the Raiders. Uh, one out of two penalty shots for the Sharks. 63% completion for Cronulla. 76% completion for the Raiders. 27 out of 43 sets played 31 out of 41. One line break to six. 20 tackle busts to 49. Seven offloads to five. Both teams forced three dropouts. 330 tackles played 331. Two ruck infringements apiece. Two penalties conceded by the Sharks, five by the Raiders. 18 errors for Cronulla and 13 for the Canberra. Braley made 46 tackles. 
Hodgson with 41, Kennedy with 172 metres and Rapana with 163 metres. Hudson Young with 75 supercoach points, Williams with 65 and Kennedy with 65. I really enjoyed this game. I thought it was a pretty good game footy. Uh, obvious, the obvious is Sharks should have won. Um, uh, Townsend missed two Didn't pretty simple win, kicks. Didn't deserve to win. <laughs> but... Oh, to me, Canberra fell off a cliff about the 65-minute mark. They just disappeared. Canberra should have been winning by 30 at half time. A- and Gump and I talked about this before. You got here, Bum. But, um, Sharks were that bad in the Canberra first Canberra are so rigid, it's actually to their own detriment in yeah. not playing outside their game. Yeah. They should have been up 20-0 yeah. half-time. Yeah, they should have been up 20-0, but they don't, they don't, and they play how they play. And if that's going to get them through a season... I'm yeah. sure they will at times. Um, obviously, generally, with you see the better teams, they do stick pretty strong to their structure for the yeah. first four to six weeks of every season and they just go through the motions yeah. and then build off the back of that. But, but they play the, right. the death by a thousand cuts as I keep saying where they just go the short pass, short middle pass, edge, find somewhere. Middle edge, middle yeah. edge. And yeah, they, and Hudson Young absolutely outstanding. <laughs> Maybe the second row of the comp so far. Um, good. The, the rest of the forwards are really good. Uh, Ryan Sutton, great again. Ryan James was tremendous. And I, I want to mention again, both Arrow and James were great. Uh, but James was he hurt Super people man. defensively yeah. he hurt people in attack like he is knocking down a door to start for them well we both mentioned it like before he got injured obviously he spent two two and a half years on the sidelines with different injuries mm. but he was one of the best props running around he was in Origin yeah. you know he was, I mean? no, he was, Origin. Bad, he was actually selected I think, I think in the Australian one squad at one point got as well injured. yes I thought he but when he came on he actually straightened him back up because they were going a little bit and too. he looks like he's got a little bit of fitness left in him too so yeah, yeah. 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 so he's been tremendous so the Ford massive ticks for their forwards yeah. uh, and but yeah, maybe some creativity in the day. They, I thought they had control the game easily. Yeah, they, they should have been twenty four nil, twenty twenty four nil half time. It wasn't, and then they fell off a cliff. You know, they got away. The sharks dragged them down into that style the muck, that the sharks yeah. like to do. They fucking get all the the niggle and the bullshit in the ruck and slow the ruck down as much as they can. Um, yeah, as I said, the Sharks were horrible for that first half an hour. Like, they just dropped was everything that went they to them. They yeah, it was a miracle they went down. They, they look look good in patches in, with the ball in hand. Um, their attack in the middle again is it's just too... Uh, their defence in the middle is just too soft. They they let teams march up the field through the middle. The only reason they weren't behind by 30 was because their goal line and their scramble D was decent in that first half. It's the only thing that kept them in the game. Yeah. Um, they, got a, they stopped dropping the ball so much in the second half and got themselves back in the game and probably should have won a game that they never had any right to be in. And, um, yeah, Canberra really should have been... I thought they should have been a lot better. They should have just put us away. Yeah, yeah, which is, I know, concerning, but you have your wet days and you get through a game. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Sharks look good at times with ball in hand, but where yeah, do you, the, their middle defence... Where, where do you legit put Cronulla in that performance? I mean, well, I'd tip them to run about 10th at the start of the year. and I'd, Probably right. I think it's pretty good. they're going to re- run in and around that sort of yeah, 8 I, to 12, yeah. depending on how well they well, click and how bad you put, they you are. Well, you throw Sean Johnson into that game, you yeah. probably win the game. As I said, so. they need to win half their games before John Johnson comes back, and it depends how many of those games they win before Johnson comes back. Yeah, like that's the key for them. Yeah. Gumpy, anything there? Oh, look, I, I enjoyed Effort the game. Was awesome. I enjoyed the game. Mm, Both yeah. teams went hard, and the conditions then were even worse. That was the last game on Sunday, so it, there's, it was really wet. Um, there was... Cronulla were working really hard in the middle. 
I know their defence is a little bit off, but I, I quite like their Toby Rudolphs and mm-hmm. a few oh, of those no, blokes in the Cronulla team. Talakai and Royce Hunt to come and, back too, which will strengthen up that middle. And but. I kind of agree with Daggy that Canberra go for the, the death by a thousand cuts, but I don't know that they've got the X factor to score the points like a Penrith You know who's do. not Penrith there? Do. Now Hodgson's back. You know who was the X for last year? It was Starling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's not there. And like, he would have that dart, which Hodgson's quite happy to be part of the machine. But Starling would do a little like, dart. And they've something. got White and who, who does it, but he, he's playing six, so he's not getting a, a whole lot of free yeah. reign to and he's been pretty sort quiet of run the ball. He's been quiet, yeah. and yeah. I know that we were talking before we got on air, Daggy, and I sort of look at attack, and I don't know... At this point, as how many points they've got in them in games, and how many players in the Canberra team would you say, off the top of your head now, would score? Do you think will score ten tries this year? Like off the top of your head. Whereas if you go well, it's through gonna the top, it's going to probably be Tappany and Young just the, on the edges. So I'd that, say that's what I, the first thing I said. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but if you go through the other five, and maybe Rapana and White will score. Three against the well, I'd like to. Well, you can go through four or five players from the other teams yeah, yeah. that are going to. Well, Bemos has already scored six, and Tedesco's mm, already scored five. five. Yeah. So there's two players that are going to get ten for them. Well, with Plus, the halves for the Raiders, I'd like to see them go the opposite way to what they're going. I'd like to see Williams start running to the line a little bit more and playing at the line, and I'd like to see White and pull back a little bit and actually start playing the longer ball because they're not yeah. getting the ball to the outside edges because White's running, and um, and on the other side, White. Uh, Williams is playing the ball too early, so they, the defence is shutting down that right-hand side. And, I don't and the know, left-hand side's not getting I'll, the ball. I would so. argue Rappenau's in as good a form as he ever has yeah. been, but he's not getting... He, he All his work is work or pop-out balls. Uh, he's not late, actually yeah. getting he's early getting late ball. La- line ball. Yeah. Because Whiten's taking the ball to the line, whereas I'd, I'd like to see them two sw- switch it up. I like Chance, but I don't know that he's the ball-playing fullback that, no, that Canberra might need. I will forgive him this game because he's on one leg. I felt like he's oh, on one look, leg for a lot of... I, but I, I know like he's 100%. But I don't know that he he's got that good passing. I, I, that, that I don't your put. Top I don't put. Backs have got. I don't yeah. put um, a lot of stock in say Supercoach values in judging a player, but I think in terms of fullbacks it does because they are well exposed. They're going to do what they do, and there's a reason he's 450. Certainly based on attacking stuff. And AJ stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Ponga and whoever else are all 550 well, that's plus. Right. I think you, that's, you'd put that be. So you're taking out two tries. Fullbacks that you put out. ahead of him. Yeah. When do you see Chance throw a cutout ball and hit the winger for no, the doesn't. winger to score? But again, no. it's not his job because they don't play that style. <laughs> because they play. They're not hitting the wingers at all. At the moment, but are they not? 100. Yeah. But is that so. not their style because they don't have players that have got the ability to do it? Well, last year they didn't because the they like can do it. But he's running the ball; he's taking it too far into the line. Because of all the injuries, the they changed the to this style and they've stuck solid. They get work from it. Arguably, should have got them to a grand final. They'll change it up at points um, during the year. It'll be interesting to see how they evolve. But oh, look, and Ricky, and of all coaches, Ricky does evolve. I think Ollie's busting the Raiders this year. So go. Well, look, I think what I said to you guys is. What I'm going to echo here, I need to see how they go and how they adapt against another competition heavyweight before I consider not tipping them to win the premiership. Mm-hmm. 
like if they can rise to the occasion, which I think they can against one of the better teams, put in a good performance, even if they still play to that style. Because Canberra, whilst you're talking about them in attack, they are arguably the best defensive team in the competition. Oh, they've got and attitude. that's where they make they've up for massive it. Energy. So I, I just need to see how they go against one of the better teams in the comp. And look, just to mm-hmm. touch on Cronulla, all I'm going to say is to all the people who had them finishing in the bottom four, it's terrible. Like, how could they be favourites to finish in the bottom four at the start of the year when they put on a performance like that? We're going to get to it, but they'll give Parramatta a scare, I reckon. Like, they're, they're just going to be that team. They're going to be that team that comes close to... They're not necessarily going to do it, but they'll be come games close, they fall close apart, to beating But the, generally, the they're going to put their effort in. Is yeah. that testament yeah. to Morris? I think it's just... It's something that just, they've had part of their since... Oh, probably 2014 when just before you know when they were building towards that competition where there was all built on guts and effort generally they didn't care if they won by a point I think or they're playing for whatever the coach. it is like, yeah I think I they think are the too. players are coming yeah. out saying well we're happy for him to be our coach I think he deserves to be I've got no I know that it's probably a lay down in his ear that they're their board wants Flanagan back, but I, the think, goal line, I think he deserves goal line and scramble D will tell you more about most sides than it's a, anything they're, else. They're, mm. Their attitude, their yeah. attitude's fine. Again, they're, yeah. they're one of those teams that their their roster's just not quite as good as, as some they're of the other teams. Over bone, but, but their yeah. effort is as good as any team in the comp. Mm. Their effort. No, I think it's good summary, boys. We've we've yeah. got through our yeah. summary of the week. So very quickly, though, the two teams. I guess all of us spruik Souths and Canberra to be hot, hot teams. Happy with where they're at. Maybe That's change only two rounds in. Um, want to see? Want to see them play A grade yet? I'd like to see Canberra score a few more points. I think they've been in positions where they could have, and they haven't. But that doesn't mean they're not going to. And um, Souths are what they are. They're um, electric when they're on, but at times they, they just get clunky and they drop a lot of ball, and it doesn't help them. Boys? Well, I'm happy with the Raiders, as I said. That's not going to change until I see them go up against another competition heavyweight. I know. Yeah. And those two teams, look, I think Penrith will win the comp. That's an early call. I know they've played two of the bottom teams, but I think that they won't change what they do, and I think they'll just be better at it this year. And the That's, system just works, oh, it? It, it just works. Death by a thousand cuts, but they've got blokes that can deliver the blows. They've got Cleary, oh, yeah. they've got Luai, they've got Crichton, they've got Ty, they've out. got yeah. Edwards, they've oh, got Kikia, yeah. they've got Liam Martin coming off the bench. They, you know, they've got Coruscant. They can deliver the blows when they need to deliver the blows. Look, I see them win it. I think South were probably the danger and the roosters on what I've seen they've got points in them heaps of points in them. So I think um, that's yeah but I think those teams that we predicted I think are, are showing at the moment that that's barring yeah. major injuries you know. I think to put all in a line um, I was most critical of Penrith in my preview and I have I think they're close to being most impressive when it's all on the table um the rest still points to prove. I think Melbourne's still top four. And then I think, yeah, you got the, take your pick of the other three. I think Easts. Easts. There was times where Tigers could have cracked that defence. Just the scramble was great. But they're missing a lot of staff as well. Um, Easts I'm interested to see against a good team this week. I really yeah, am. Oh, 100%. Uh, which we'll get to momentarily. All right, some housekeeping in before we get to our preview. The PCTC comp, uh, good man Gaz, running it there. Uh, Daz Mania moves to top of the competition, so nice. he's away. He's tipped uh, seven, I think. Yep, and no one got the round. Nope. Uh, Wardy's still on top. Where are we here? 
Desmond, sorry, Desmond still on top from Wardy, from uh, Captain Risky, from Rusty. Uh, Kaz, after a perfect round last week, only got four this week, still leading the footy and frothies part of the competition. Just a, a nose in front of Barney, myself, and then uh, Jamie and Flobs, <laughs> rounding out the footy and frothies boys there. Uh, yeah, great comp PCTC. Check them out. They're, got, they're going to have winter comps for the racing and obviously spring comps once we get through that. So definitely Google, uh, Facebook your PCTC and get on with that. Uh, let's talk. Who does Supercoach now? Any, any right. comments on that, Pan? Or you, you don't have much to add beyond what you've already added? Oh, we just um, as I said, we generally just try to mention the top scorers out of every game. Um, there's, if you haven't looked at the estimated price changes this week, you're, you're not doing your job. Well, God, I think <laughs> as far as I know, Supercoach Gold's still available for two days. Look at that. Yep. Find um, you guys. Uh, well, shotgun questions. You lost Papadaz and Cleary and uh, Madison this week. Do you panic or you just hold them really tight and... Well, majority of those blokes are going to be owned by a fair percentage of people anyway. So unless you, um, unless you're playing head to head, if you st- if you still want to play your overall game, you're probably better off just trying to find a sub for the week and keep them in your team. Especially if the fact that they're only out for a week. Um, but if obviously if you're playing head to head and draft, you might be wanting to look to move someone out and then try and get them back the week after. In draft, it's a lot harder because someone's probably going to grab them as soon as you drop them. But um, yeah, um, it looks like Ben Hunt's probably going to make the most money out of most people this week and there's a, f- a couple of cheapies floating around as well uh, with their prices on the averages from the week before um, there was a, there was a couple of really good um, cheap blokes. Uh, Braley's going to make some good money. Little's going to make some good money in the hooking spots. If you've got a hooking spot there looking to that you can open up in your classic team. Um, the outside backs have been a bit of a lottery. Outside backs have been terrible. Yeah. The, lot of the, uh, the lot of the cheaper blokes haven't um, lived up and some of the other ones have. Um, is going to make some money in the, at the Warriors. Um that's, that's fine. That's I just want to mention our league average for the footy for this comp itself is 1195. That's a pretty wow. good, health, yeah, yeah, pretty healthy average. Average in 1200. That's a pretty so good comp. So next year, if you're on our Facebook page, jump in early for me part of it. It's going very well. Um, next week, you put your championship belt on the line. It's yeah, back. It was the second the top scorer this week out of our league, which was good. Against Michael, who's the Bronx. I'm not sure who that is. but No, me either. Um, but Damo was our top scorer this week, followed mm. by me with about 30 points behind. Um, I had a, a fairly decent round, which was nice. The cha- the two changes I made last week was Paulo and Braley, and I think they both scored 85, 90 well. points. So well. they weren't bad blokes to bring in last week. But um, yeah, this week's all about trying to get in. If, you have, if you've stuffed up your, your cheaper blokes, try to find whoever's going to make as much money as possible and get rid of those guys that aren't going to make you money and bring those guys in because yeah, if you're playing for an overall title, you need to make as much money as you can in the first six to eight weeks. Yeah. So. Uh, I had a lot of fun. I had a real ball doing the draft. We had the, the Zoom did, draft. I had yep. a ball with the, the Keane family, which was a lot of fun. Um, I, I think we'll make that an annual tradition now. Oh, I had a ball with that. Uh, we had a lot of banter the last two days trying to oh, convince people. 180 <laughs> people offering me like, like any player for Pappenhausen and want me to get rid of Pappenhausen because he was out this week and I knew as soon as I got rid of him, then someone was going to take him, but some ridiculous offers of trades being yeah. made in, in the Keen um, draft comp, so, no. yeah. The, yeah, the, the young boys don't mind tossing up a few. No, they, <laughs> I, I, I thought it was quite fair. I offered, I, I was actually being, next minute everyone 
Okay, the problem was I didn't think it through, so everyone came back at me. I offered young Cal uh, Keary for Cleary. Yes. Oh, that was fair for a week off. We're playing each other. But yeah, week he didn't off. Want it, so yeah. I'll beat him by 200. That's fine. Um, <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. Um, I do recommend draft comps. Ollie, we might even twist your arm next year and be part of it and being part of a few beers. And yeah, I think next year we need to do it in person. J Moss for Ollie. Get needles out. Let's do it. 100%. It'll be a lot of fun. And J Moss, uh, I will. J Moss is now free. It's never going to happen. I, I let him go. You know, I bought in. You know, he's going to go well, and I'm pretty confident he's not going to keep his spot. Uh, Momorowski, I bought him in. I think he'll go well again. I, I'm on him, and for those listening, about 380 bucks, yeah, 380k if you're looking in classic. Probably not another the worst player, I don't know if you mentioned, and I haven't looked at the price rises, but I think Tessie New might be going. He's going to make massive money. I think, I think he's going to make the him. most out of all. Actually, yeah, I've um, got him, and I, I thought last week he got a lot of points, and, him and Hunt, they played uh, the Bulldogs the this week, so he could get a million. Actually. I've got a screenshot here, so I'll go through quickly the the um, blokes that are going to have the lowest break-evens that are going to make the most amount of money for each team. You've got Jaden Braley and Connor Watson. Uh, Braley's minus 54 break-even and Watson's minus 15. So if you can uh, get them into your team somehow, they're going to make some money. Uh, Cowboys are pretty much not, not relevant. You've got Granville and Corey Jensen, who nobody's going to buy. Uh, All his Japanese ones. Lisa Armour, uh, minus 16, and Bailey Sirenen at positive 14, so they're both going to make some money. Uh, mm. Jacob Little, minus 52. Dane Laurie, minus 44. I'd be surprised if most teams don't have Dane Laurie I already in their team. Probably, or if not both, I think most, yep. which is um, boring, but yeah. <laughs> uh, for Tessie New with minus 48 break even and Jordan Ricky with a minus 26. Dallin DWZ is not going to play this week, so he's not going to make money till the week after. And Brad Dietz is actually the next one with a positive 17, who's probably not going to make that first grade team again either. (laughs) Raiders, Ryan James, minus 52. So he's actually probably closest to making the most money out of most. Um, And Sebastian Chris with minus 19, but he may not see a lot more. Uh, He's got talent. He's a good player. Well, they've actually kept him on the bench, so he might get a few points, Um, but he seems like a solid centre. I never touched him because I knew. Obviously, Croker is coming back, but yeah. Yeah, he's, got, he's got tickets. He Reed Mahoney, tickets minus 52, and Blake Ferguson, actually, with a minus break-even of minus three. Fergo. Yeah. The Spencer Lino, minus eight, and Paul Momorowski with positive eight. William Kennedy's a break-even of minus four. Chad Townsend, 14. Uh, ben Hunt with a minus 35, and Daniel Alvaro with minus 23. Lachlan Croker, minus 18. Schuster, zero. That's Justin Olam with a poster two. of Daniel Varanor. <laughs> <laughs> Remus Smith with a break even of seven. Latrell Mitchell minus five. Patrick Margot nine. Barrett Morris with minus 42. Satili Tupanua with minus 18. Aaron Clark minus nine. Jared Wallace 10 positive. And Jared Wallace, how well is he going all actually? You know, just bring in. He's going super this year. Their props have been yeah, tremendous. Definitely. First two rounds so far. Um, I think he usually puts on a good performance against the Broncos, though. Um, yeah. Sort of similar to the Fafita situation. But, yeah, he's been good. So they're your best two out of every team going forward if you want to make some money for the You know the bloke coach. I'm going to go put my neck out and say I'm going to have a bit of egg in my face if I get it wrong? He's Fergo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's da- he's undervalued right now. The break even of eight. Yeah, he's definitely undervalued. Uh, undervalued right now. 
he will do well. But they're about to go on this streak, Parra, where they're going to beat up some terrible teams. Yep. I'll be very surprised. Jacob, if they just don't play here. his side as much. Yep. Yeah, but Blake out right. now, they're going to... But if he gets 30 yeah. or 40 for the next three to four weeks, he might You're make 60, money. 80 grand, yeah. and then and you can he, move him on. I think he's the one there that... And only because I traded for a draft for him, and I'm pretty happy with that, actually. I forget who I traded. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Anyway, um, we've got to get through our salute and slap for the week. I know, first of all, let, let's uh, do some housekeeping. So Gump and I have talked about our pot plant. Ollie, who is your pot plant of this week? The Bulldogs minus Josh Jackson because <laughs> it was pretty much Jackson and his pet mannequins <laughs> against the Panthers. And that's 100%. All I'll say. Barney? My pot plant of the week was um, Milford, mate. He 15 tackles. The bloke missed five of them. Two errors, two crucial errors. His game management from the week before, compared to the week before where he actually ran that team for an hour. He did absolutely nothing. Kicked out on the full. Kicking fucking kicking game was absolutely terrible. The, like, the bloke looks like he's trying to play his way out of a spot in that team, to be honest. I said it all last anywhere. year, but... Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I told you I would have sacked him halfway through last year. But yeah. Anyway. yeah. Oh, before we move on, Brandon Smith reportedly signs a three-year deal oh, with the Bulldogs. Yeah, I just mm. remembered then, yeah. Sorry, rugby league, in my opinion, can you please... Yeah. Um, so I've been seeing online, apparently on SEN this evening, Scott Sattler has confirmed that the Bulldogs have signed Brandon Smith on a three-year deal. I don't know what affiliation Sattler has with the Bulldogs or how he's found it out, but he is reporting it. I'm yet to see anyone else report it y- wow. yet, but I'd say come morning it'll be everywhere. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Resident Bulldog supporter. Woo-hoo. That's great. <laughs> Tremendous well, signing. How happy are you? He could be captain coach. <laughs> because that's how much better he is. Hello, look at Gump. I've never seen you so happy. Oh, look at it. I've never well, seen you that happy well, in, in four and a half hours of podcast. You know. Well, Brad Dietz is definitely not getting a spot now. Well, poor old, yeah, poor old Brad. Go back to teaching. But like, that's um, a tremendous signing. It really is. Well, that's a massive get. That's a big hole in their roster couple, at the moment. Couple has been for a while. couple more forwards now. Well, as we said, their forwards aren't much good. So if they can get a couple of forwards around Brandon Smith, Flanagan, Burton, Adokar. But a, a, a spine of... Patrick, a spine you know, of... Patrick. Uh, a spine of Smith, Flanagan. Corey Allen. Burton and Corey Allen. Yeah, that's... Is, is getting close to top eight. It's not the worst in the world, eight. that's for sure. Yes. It's, yeah. it's getting you close to top yes, eight with is. who you've got around you. Cotrick. Couple of strong back you know, rowers. Couple, yeah. yeah. You know... If, if there's money at cap, if they go and find a prop, if they go and find a, someone, they, there's something in there, I think. So we got your slap and salute buttons ready? Yeah, slap and salute. Oh, i got to do this. We're going to slap people or salute uh, them first? No, you do, do it both at the same time or what? Rightio, okay. You what may as well lift off. Rightio, so I'm going to slap Ash Taylor. As I said in my review of the game, Milford and Taylor were dead set trying to outdo each other for the worst player on the field. Bloke had four runs in, 80, in however many minutes he played, 16 tackles and missed seven of them. You can't miss half of the tackles when blokes are running at you. You just can't do it. Even though the halves are smaller and they get targeted, like, his defence is deplorable and he just doesn't he doesn't link up with his outside man. It's been a knock on him the whole way through. He just can't manage a game, can't throw the, the can't link up with his outside man. It's, yeah, it's not good. And you salute, Bunk? I'm going to salute Ben Hunt. Mate, the last two games have been the best two games I've seen out of him for years, to be honest. Um, the bloke had a try, two try assists, nine runs and four tackle busts in those nine runs, a line break, two line break assists, three offloads. Like, <laughs> 
He's been he absolutely killed it. He was the reason that the Dragons won that game, and he was the reason that they came close to uh, and they did anything against the Sharks as well the week before. He's their hope in attack, and he's going he's going awesome. Mm-hmm. Gump, you got to slap and salute. Look, I'm going to slap the refs and the bunker. I don't like going there, but the the calls of six to go. Look, I've watched footy for fifty years, and I truly don't know what's going on. I don't know that they know what's going on. I think it's affecting the game greatly. Like, and, and I'm not saying that this because I'm a Bulldogs fan, but in two games of footy, they've received one penalty and four set restarts. You can't win. You cannot win. And I know they don't have the roster and they wouldn't have won either game anyway. But you can't win with that. So, And the bunkers missing... Kepi's tackle on Reynolds, missing, really not instructing the ref to give Kafusi some time off the field. Yeah, he should have been. Yeah. Like that yeah. kind of stuff at the moment. I don't know that they're on the same page. You know what annoys me the most about it is the contested ball calls. Like, they're always wrong. Like, well, if I, you and I go for a ball, I get it. Okay, let's say the um, Cotrick kick try. I sort of understand that because it bobbled, it hit him, whatever. But there's... The worst one of the weekend was the Wade Egan no try. Yeah. There, like, there's tries where you're just like, that's much. contested ball. What do, you, what do you want a bloke to do? No. If you and I do this, no. we're both going to touch it. Does it matter if I touch it? A, a poof dance before you touch the law, it. Yes, it does. But yeah. <laughs> I think well, that's where it's but, like, come on. Yeah, but the way to no try, on. man. The, the ball did not leave his arms at any point. It bobbled around as he's sliding over try, the yeah. line, putting the ball on the yeah, ground. that was a try. And they slowed it down to a millionth yeah. of a second, whatever it is, 50 fucking frames a second. Of course the ball's going to bobble around at 50 frames a second. Yeah. Like, what <laughs> come on, man. I agree with that. I'm, I'm, and the other point I was going to bring up was, and not that it changed the game in the end, but in the Melbourne Parramatta game near the end of the game, when Munster, the ball was definitely punched out of his hands by yeah, Reed Marnie, yeah. yep, yep, and it was called a knock-on by Munster. Well, I can't see that being a knock-on. It's like, not a loose carry. There's not a punch. person yeah. in the world that could hold a ball if two people are holding them and the third person comes over the top and punches it out. And just yeah. another so, quick one. Obviously, I watched the Sharks game pretty hard, but there was the exact same thing. Ball was punched out. Within the yes. next 30 seconds, there was a bomb put up for the Katoa. Both feet were close to a metre off the ground when he got hit. No comment from the bunker. No, it was that's what I mean. So you know what oh, I mean? 100%. And there was one in, there was another game. off the ball when he was in the air. Like Yes, I agree. I, I said it. And there was another game where it was clearly tackled in the air and they didn't even so didn't look really, back. Surely the bunker can comment so on that. So really but now, if the Cameron Munster one was called a knock-on, why aren't coaches now coaching for two blokes to hold them up and the third bloke to come and punch mm. the ball out every tackle? Because yeah. it's, it's a knock-on, you'll get the ball. Yeah. So that can't be a knock-on. On in my opinion. It was the same with Gutho when he saved that try by punching the ball out. It well, wasn't called a knock on, it was play on. Correct. Where yeah. it should have been so a knock like it, punched it's out, it's knock on. Too but. many anomalies, mm-hmm. but I don't want to go there. The spoils of footy. I'm I'm gonna salute the roosters as much as I <laughs> it, it pains me. To your chagrin. They're very very slick. I know that the opposition hasn't been good, but they haven't made too many mistakes. They've just 
cut teams apart. And it might have been whoever they play. They might have cut them apart. We might see tomorrow True. night when they play South that they might cut them to bits. Yeah. The same thing. They might just be going that good Quite that the other teams are looking bad. So I'm going to salute the Roosters because I probably won't again. Yeah. So I'll, I'll get it out of the way early. That's in the fine. Year. Get out of the way. Um, Ollie, you, you mentioned it over the weekend. You disagreed with some knock on calls to his point about contested ball, or to my point about contested ball, and what comes said. Yeah, what was your contention there before I ask your SNS? No, well, I just wanted to bring up that I have always thought, and it's because the referees have been consistently refing this way over the years until Barney brought it to my attention the other night. I always thought that if a player dropped the ball back, but it propelled towards the opposition opposition try line. Um, off of the first bounce that that was a knock-on because it always gets called as a knock-on and ever since growing up that has always been called as a knock-on but yeah you've brought it but I guess that just goes we had the argument in the other WhatsApp group and you're right sorry keep going on but yeah I have because growing up and no one until you brought it up no one's ever contested it before anyone I've been around literally just growing up it's been ingrained into my brain that that's always been a knock-on if you drop it back and it bounces forward it's a knock on because that's always what it's been called or it'd be like if, if there's a kick off and the fullback just drops it and it yeah. might go that way it's still a knock on yeah um, this year they've been more lenient with yeah, that because, sort of yeah because yeah for the um, for the first time in ages I think it was the Warriors Knights game that happened and I called it out for being a knock on and Barney brought it to my attention that in, in the rule book that's not a knock on but it does get called as yeah, a knock well, on since so about I, I 2009 shocked. or whatever it was basically anything that gets dropped they just call it knock on it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. just but realistically it's if the bloke hadn't touched the ball if it lands in front of where it would have before he touched it it's considered a knock on but if he touches it and it lands behind where or where it should have or behind where it should have it should be called play on but it never is so. but it's getting back to Ollie's point I've seen a half a dozen times this year that when they back into the defence and they've gone to offload the ball backwards and it hits yep. the defender's back and they're calling that a knock on yeah, no, that, because that's it's touched his back well they've passed it backwards there's no intention so for not, it to go forward there's no, no it's not a knock on it's yeah. touched the defender's back who's not even looking at him Yes, that's not a knock on he's thrown it backwards yeah so if, if yeah. it's give, give away a penalty yeah, that's, for a now, that's my point about contested ball and even loose it's carry it's like beautiful. you can't you, you can't you can't analyse everything you just go okay that's let's do a bit of logic here and go he wasn't trying to knock it on there's no and I agree with that the irony of it all was your rant happened about five minutes before Patrick Kerrigan dropped knocked the ball it on. <laughs> 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 it clearly it was a real play on but literally happened but which I enjoyed another but, one I don't like is the way when the player's actually making a tackle he's making no attempt to actually hit the ball but he knocks it out and it's called knock on by the bloke who's tackling yeah. making the tackle you know yeah. what I mean like you can tell when they're playing at the ball trying to knock it out but when they're just trying to wrap and they hit the ball yeah. Yeah. and then well, they the, give them back the ball <laughs> yeah when you coach to tackle ball and all what are you going to do well that's yeah. something else I've noticed it seems like these days every single time an opposition player knocks the ball uh, the, the defender knocks the ball out of the attacker's hand it's, it's, called it, it's, al- it's always ca- it's always called a, a loose carry though like it's yep. always it, it's never oh, um, the ball's been raked or the ball's been hit out by the defender it's always loose carry <laughs> Yep. Yeah, so so your salute and slap. Yeah, so I slapped the Titan last week, so I might as well salute one this week. Um, David Fafita. Oh, wow. Oops. That was a wrong bad. button. Uh, <laughs> it's this one. Yeah. Yeah, it is. 
Yeah, look, I don't, I don't necessarily think he will be that consistent every game this year as a Titans fan. I, I, I'll admit that, but we, we got the performance that yeah, always we were hoping up. for yeah. against the Broncos, so I'm glad we got that. And your slap? Going to be the Jennings Smith combination. <laughs> so, Sounds like the cricketers here before. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. For, for the reasons that I pretty much brought up before, like the opposition teams are just going to be scoring so many points through that edge until they do something about it. Which is an interesting test for Bellamy, I suppose. Yeah. Um, for me, my salute and slap. Uh, my slap is going to be the idiot that inboxed uh, Joris, Joris? Yeah. Josh Morris about not scoring and ruining his multi. Like, if you're putting multis on, is that the detriment? In this sick world of social media, that makes me very angry. Like, hey, wake up, everybody. Um, I have a slappy little thing here. There it is. Uh, so a slap for him, which is what Josh Moore should have done to him, really. <laughs> but And I'll give my salute to an off-field one, but... Um, the story about uh, Fanua Blake uh, pulling over to change oh, a tyre yeah. for the yeah. old lady. I'll I give think it was him them. and Masilla. It was yeah. Masilla. So they well, one, of them could, one of them could have lifted the car. And one of them weighs the more of them. than yeah, the car. That's correct. <laughs> that's they could have one hand <laughs> Exactly. Jeez. So salute for them. Well um, done, boys. I think that wraps it all up. Our pin of the week. On social media, Ollie. All peanut of the week. So this has some... Oh, first of all, can I give it honorary peanuts? Yeah. Uh, Fox Sports posted the story about the idiot yeah, yeah. that yeah. abused Josh Morris, and half the comments supported him, supported the bloke. Yeah. Like, this is the world we live in, saying, yeah. oh, yeah, he should have done. Like, wake the fuck up. Uh, when we get that disaster class, I will, I will say that again. <laughs> but go on. So uh, I put out a post a couple of days ago saying... Is the Rabbitohs v Roosters the biggest rivalry in Australian rugby league? Whether you do or not, that's fair. That's up to you. Um, But there was a comment saying, in terms of salary cap and hiding funds to players, yes. Um, On field, not really. Local derbies above their perceived rivalry. Well, on the field, they seem to verse each other in the finals most years. I'm pretty sure it's a local derby It is a local derby as well. (laughs) They live next door to each other. (laughs) No, well, I think they're saying local derbies above their perceived rivalry is that it's, it's too hyped up maybe because it is well, they're saying local all derby. local derbies, yeah, yeah, maybe. But the thing is, like, we had the Rabbitohs absolutely flogging the Roosters at the end of last year, and we're still talking about it today. Like, the on-field product that we get between these two teams is usually better than a usual a and regular, there's a lot of regular spite. season yeah, game. Yeah, there is. Yeah. There is a genuine... When I see them verse, I think, okay, the, the players know this is a bit of a bigger game, and they're up for it, whether they actually hate the opposition or not, whatever. But yep. we see them lift for this game, and that's in rugby league, well, in the NRL in particular, is what rivalries are about. And I'm, isn't, it, isn't it the number one in the, the book? of grudges yeah oh, the book of feuds is it yeah well rusty <laughs> the Rabbitohs but yeah I don't think you can deny the history of the rivalry and for a rivalry no, to be around since 1908 and still have these two teams be two of the best in the NRL and versing each other in the finals pretty much every year I think it's a testament to that most of the replies though were people taking the piss out of this person so I think most people have got their head screwed on and about the whole salary cap thing like Gums has brought it up before P- players are willing to take pay cuts to play for a team like the Roosters or the Rabbitohs and you know what with their team management, it shows because when they have good players coming in, they're able to sell some players off as well. Well, you don't hear happens. you don't hear stories about Angus Crichton wanting a new contract next year, but there's stories about Ryan Madison wanting a new contract next year. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, so culture counts for let's 100%. say counts for twenty five percent. 
any other any other news points I've missed? We've covered it all. Let's, Let's get, get into our preview, previews, boys, yeah. and uh, let everyone get to bed at some point. Uh, we kick off at Blue Bet Stadium, the newly crowned Blue Bet Stadium. At Blue Penrith. Ball Stadium. Blue, Blue Ball Stadium. <laughs> Mel- grand final replay. Penrith and <laughs> Melbourne. So Kafusi out suspended, obviously, which sees Eisenhus start at 11. Pappenhausen's been ruled out today for Nico Hines to come in at 17. And Nathan Cleary, the big out for Penrith with Matt Burton starting. So we're going to see him in a high-pressure game. You may as well lead us away, Barn. What do you take oh, I really game? like Nico Hines coming in, as I mentioned. Um, you love Nico. I do. I think he's a serious football player. He's got speed to burn and um, really good footwork. And he, he just seems to chime in at the right times, mate. Um, I, I can't see him staying at Melbourne for too long because he's going to be stuck behind Pappenhausen for a while. So I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the year or start of next year he's somewhere else. Who but, takes him on, though? Oh, anybody. Fucking, but but mate, to, I'll to sign start. Him tomorrow. To start. Well, I'd sign him tomorrow for the Sharks. He's starting Sharks in front of Wood. Will Kennedy. Bubba Kennedy's been all right. And Morgan. Brisbane uh, Wood. Morgan uh, Cowboys Wood. Uh, no, Tigers have a fullback. That's good. Um, Dragons. Plenty of time. Plenty think, of teams, but, mate. Maybe the Cowboys Wood. That, that's teams okay. Wood. As a starting The Blokes only had starting you know a hand, he's only four, had four or five games. But like, I reckon Nico Hines could play six. He, he did, did he? he? did play six I points, reckon Nico yeah. Hines could play six, which opens his options up for a lot more clubs, doesn't it, in, if he's all, playing six? All you need is good player managers. Hey, he's actually a six. happy to have oh, a six? Yeah, Most teams would take him, I would imagine. Um, I've got You're 14? Yep. I've got the Storm 1-12 to 12 in this game. I think Cleary's a big out. They lose that game management. Their kicking game, I don't know where their kicking game comes from without uh, Cleary there because I'm pretty sure Lilway doesn't have much of a kicking game. He's got a good Bert, short Bert kicking has game. A bit of a kicking game. Yeah, but it's a short kicking game as well. I think they're going to struggle to get out of their own end with the, bit, with the long kicking game. Uh, they're going to match Melbourne all over the park. It's going to be a cracker of a game. But I've got Brian Turo to score the first try on that edge with um, the combination that you mentioned. Oh, <laughs> If he Jennings somehow doesn't Raman score Smith. this week, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but I've got... Um, I'm yeah, I've got, multi. I've got Melbourne to win. I think Munster's been way too quiet for the first two rounds. I think Munster's going to be man of the match. I just want to just chime in and poorly timed, but that's what I do. Yep. GT's keeping our spreadsheet. He is. For what uh, first try scorer results and man of the match. Now, it's now a thing, and Gump, you might know better than me, and Ollie chime in. You cannot find man of the match records anywhere anymore. You can find no. Dell M points, but well, back in the, the day, you'd remember in the telly, you used to say, Yeah, man, man of the crowd, match. man of the match. You 100%. cannot find it. Um, so, the proposal is there's two pros, either we don't worry about it, which is fine because we go for seven and a half hours anyway, or when we do our review, we, we all vote on a man of the match and start the Daggy M Awards, um, named in honour of a great uh, former vice captain of the Penrith High Touch football team. Or, <laughs> I, I, or I think we go with the Daggy M Awards no, and, no. and all his vote. Actually, I think we should name them after Robert. So, yeah, the Daggy M's. That's fine. Named after fine. Someone else. So, we either vote on our own man of the match or we accept the Daggy M points, which, to be honest, again, this weekend were I'm pretty not, ordinary. You no, can't that's terrible. How does like, Kiri not get man of the yeah, match? Yeah, I agree. That that, seriously, he, man. I don't think he, he didn't get a point. Did he didn't. He? No, he didn't get, Dane no, Laurie no, got a point. That, that's what I mean. And then the week before... There was, was another... Tr- there was another... Uh, the para game... 
I need to check. There's Gutho someone. didn't get a point. Gutho, either Gutho or Mahana did not get a point. So we do a three-two-one, or do we just give all give our best. Well, we're asking this. So right, or what we're going to vote on air? What do you reckon? Do three-two-one each? We each have to give three-two-one and consensus, yep. or we just pick one. What do you reckon? All right, we just pick one, and if there's pick more one, than one person, we got that's, we got four people, three yep. or four people. We vote, and that's the man of the match. It does have to be because we all nominated man of the match. It doesn't have to be one of them. Mm-hmm. If uh, if it's randomly. Liam Martin this week. We all agree on it. I think. I think we're pretty reasonable people. We can come with that. And then GT can fill his spreadsheet in, and at the end of the year, we'll give our own Dag M and tell. So starting round three, obviously we've done our week. previews. Yeah. Start yep. from next uh, week. Reviews. Yep. We will vote on in our part of our reviews. We'll give one person one point. Um. Or whatever. Give one person the Dag M award. Yep. Happy with that? Yep. yep. Yeah, Done. we'll come to a consensus of Just our man of the consensus. match. We can, yep. And, you know, maybe it's better radio for us to argue. Maybe we'll – I think we'll agree. I we'll all nominate one and then we can argue and find out who the winner was. That's See how good. We go. We'll make yeah. it a seven-hour show instead. Yeah, why not? All right. So, uh, Gump, your thoughts on this game, mate? Uh, I'm looking forward to the game out at, at old Blue Balls. Um <laughs> I, th- I think Penrith will win. Uh, Cleary's out. I think Pappenhausen's a loss. I know Nico Hines is a good player, but they've got the cheese in at hooker that we said service wasn't great last week. Yep. Nico Hines, their spine's affected a bit. Of course. Matt Burton comes into the team, but and I know that Coruscant's out as well, so they're probably pretty evenly matched with, with people they've got out. Mm. I think Penrith will do the death by a thousand cuts again. I think they'll be revenge after I know that it's talked about a lot in the media but I think they'll be smarting over last year's loss and I think they'll win 1-12 to um, I was going to go my old mate to- oh, I love the old to- oh, but I'll go um, Stevie Crichton to score the first try <laughs> look at the um, combination like that so, is a combination so in, in terms of that I, I just think Penrith have got too many guns and I think they'll win Molly um, oh really? yeah so in, sorry we need it has to be I get in trouble now from our statistician. What's this? I need a margin. First try scorer, man limit. All right. I'll go Penrith 1 to 12. First try scorer, Stephen Crichton. And I'll go man of the match to James Fisher Harris. Very good. Because oh, otherwise, I get a message saying, oh, you didn't ask Ollie who his man of the match was. Ollie, you may preview and then give your three, whatever that is. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. Unfortunately, I'm not actually going to catch the first few minutes as I've got a, an interview to do. Um, but I'll catch, it, catch up with it afterwards but um, I, I'm i pretty confident Melbourne will win this one they rarely lose two in a row and I know Penrith have been flying but I'd, I'd say Melbourne's opposition have been a, a bit more of a higher quality and I think Melbourne they, they, it's very hard to tip against them even with the players who are out Penrith have got Cleary and Coruscant out which I think is huge um, two players in their spine um, and going up against Melbourne I really can't see him winning it'll be 1-12 to 12, though it'll be a close game first try score I'm actually going to say Justin Olin people don't seem to value how prominent a try scorer he has been from probably the second half of 2020 onwards he's 12 in 12 games 12 in 12 games there you go so I'd say Olin to score first and my man of the match is going to be I'm going to go Cam Munster yeah I struggle this one I flipped and flopped with the outs I'm actually going to go I'm really concerned about how clunky Melbourne are and when you take their biggest X factor out, I'm going back to Penrith. I am going to go Penrith, let's say, probably Penrith either, like, you're 6 to 8. It's not going to be 1 to 0, be 6 to 8, be close. Uh, that edge is a massive concern. I think we've highlighted it so well. Um, either Crichton, uh, let, for the sake of it, 
uh, Crichton first try. Kick out Luo as well. And you then that, one and you throw it. Kick out You got a concerned edge. We haven't mentioned kick out. Uh, I'm going to say Crichton's going to be the bloke. Just go. You know what? I'll score this one. Yeah. First try. Uh, everything we've said is correct. Uh, it's going to be close. Melbourne will be in the fight. The Ford pack, the Ford contest excites me. Man of the match will be. I'm going to say Lua. Say he's in a little jack in a box. Will set up and be uh, try assisted at least three tries. I tell you what, Bellamy's going to be saying to Smith and or Jennings, if there's anything in that ass of yours, you can pull out. It now's the time to do it yeah. this week. Because, they, they, geez. they got exposed last week, and you look at Penrith. What Penrith doing that edge? Who knows? I mean, Jennings is a Penrith junior. That might hype him up. I don't know. I'd. T- you still got to be we'll move on. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll move on. Um, Dragons, Seagulls, one of the other games of the round. Uh, at win. Six o'clock. Six o'clock on no Friday. Um, prime time. Prime time. Andrew Davies obviously out for a long time, which sees uh, Gazeski and Schuster come Gazeski. My Dude, man. What was it? Gawowski. Gawowski. Mike Zasowski comes in at 11. But, uh, and Schuster starting 12. Still no sign of um, Ben Benny Turbo yet. No. He, he's been pretty good in reserve. I'm Everyone, surprised they haven't brought him in yet. Reports. Uh, and uh, St. George, as per program. Gump, how are you kicking this one off? I'm, I'm going to go for the Dragons. They were they were pretty good last week and Manly were better. But Wynn Stadium is a big advantage for them. Their forwards are going forward. They've got some underrated blokes. Josh Kerr and a couple of those blokes are, are pretty underrated at the moment. They've got some big boppers there. I think um, I'll, I'll go for uh, Matt Dufty to score the first try. St George 1-12. to And I'll go... Um, Ben Hunt to continue on his merry way. I think Ben Hunt will be man of the match. Very good. I'm going to go with uh, Ravalawa, first try scorer. I think um, they. I think they'll. It won't be a pretty game. I think they're going to win by one to twelve, and just the massive holes. If Manly had Turbo, I'd almost tip him. But um, I think I think there's Dragons could even create some momentum within even their own club and just get going on something. Um, and I will say man of the match Dufty and some of his rainbow balls out wide will pick apart what's on the wing there. Ollie. Uh, look, surprise, surprise, I'm not going with jibba dibba deep for um, my first try scorer. I literally just said that so I could make that terrible joke. Yep. But um, first try scorer, <laughs> I am hang going on, for... Crickets? It's going to be crickets. It's going to be crickets. It's going to be crickets. Where's the clown music? That's for next week. First try scorer for me is going to be Cody Ramsey. I'll go the other wing. Mm-hmm. Man of the match, I'm going to go with Gump and say Ben Hunt. I think that train will continue. And I'm going to say Dragons 1 to 12. Well, I had Barney Manly then. 1 to 12, but then I crossed it out because I looked at the back line. So <laughs> 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 I've got Dragons 1 to 12. I just, their centers and wingers are. Just, they just match up better than the Manly centres and wingers. No matter if, even if Manly do beat them in the forwards, I don't think they're going to get them in the outside back. So I've got Dragons 1 to 12. First try scorer, Ravalawa running over the top of Saab. And yeah, man of the match, Ben Hunt, he's been their best for the first two weeks, and I think he'll do it again. Speaking of Saab, yeah, how, how funny has it been to see all the uh, Daily Telegraph PODs and no money players come in and do absolute sweet FA. Yeah. So. Well, I did have him in my club. team. Like, he's, he's, if that 
if they were getting some good ball out to him, he's big enough, tall enough, strong enough to actually score some yeah. points, but he's not getting any balls. So. I was going to say, what was, <laughs> what was actually going to happen, Barney? Yeah. I mean, if they could just bomb to him every week and he score a try. Like, uh, if he's uh, seven uh, foot uh, tall, he'd jump over the top of blokes. Like, yeah, but that. They, don't, they just don't set anything up for him whatsoever. So. All right. the game. Well, the other game of the round is uh, East and Souths. Uh, from where are they playing? Stadium Australia, of course. Um, Jackson Paulo out for the source to come back in to the delight of some. Uh, Victor Radley comes onto the bench for Easts, and apart from that, essentially as per program, rip a game. Uh, leave us, lead us away, Gumpy. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for South. Um, Roosters, I know, are playing well. Souths are playing well. They extended Melbourne the first game and thought they played like bustards in the first half. Souths were good last week, as were the Roosters. It's a Roosters' first test. I, you know, they may come out and, and win, but I'm going to go for Souths 1-12. to I'm going to go first try scorer, um, Luttrell, and I'm going to go man of the match for Damien Cook. I'm going to go with the Roosters 13 plus. I don't think they'll absolutely flog South Sydney. It'll be between like 13 and 20, but um, I think they're on a roll. Reynolds might be out for one. I honestly think Cody Walker's back in a bit of a rut. I can't see him doing too much. You're pretty much going to be relying on Latrell, who I think will have a really good game. Um, Benji will come on and give him a bit of help, but uh, I, that's that's the big thing for me. Um, I think the Roosters can also probably neutralise Damien Cook sort of to the extent that we saw Melbourne do in round one. So for me, I think the, the spine, the, the Roosters can handle the Rabideau spine. It'll be 13 plus and look, if you're tipping the Roosters to win, I mean, first try scorer, it's pretty much at, at the moment either going to be BMOZ or James Tedesco. So I'm actually going to say Tedesco first try scorer. And this is going to be, this is where I'm going a bit crazy because I am tipping the Roosters 13 plus, but I think the best player on the night will probably be Latrell Mitchell, like just as an indi- like individual performance. And the points that the Rabbitohs get will likely be through him um, or he'll have some. It's Latrell's statement, isn't it? If he yeah. comes out here and puts on a show, everyone goes, oh, shit, he is a, he is a fullback, if there's any doubt. But that um, won't happen because there are so many cynical people out there who will just never Well, that, they don't watch you watch the footy is, is the answer. Um, for me, I, I'm a, a geez, I'm excited for this game because I think it'd be essentially free-flowing. Free it'd be pretty similar to their final last year, which was one of the best games you want to see last year, the one we watched at Tunkari. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with Easts. Uh, I am going to say Angus Crichton, first try scorer. I think just the crash over. Uh, he'll be back. He'll be ready to play. I think 1-12 to 12 Easts. I th- Angus Crichton, first try. I agree with what both you boys have said. Man of the match. Might be time for Kiri to just reinforce what he did last week. I think he's going to have a, a play in a lot of it. I think it'll be a a 24-16 sort of score. Barney? Um, pretty much the same as you, to be honest. I think uh, Angus Crichton's a massive in, and I think Campbell Graham has been suspect defensively for his entire career, and... <laughs> Uh, Angus Crichton's going to be running straight, <laughs> straight at him, yeah, straight at him all night, and he's not going to let up, and he doesn't let up. And then you, Bradley's another big in for this team. Um, he whacks blokes in defence. He strengthens up that middle in attack and defence. I, I can't see thirteen plus just because I'm, 
I think the, the battle in the middle is just going to be too tough for the, the points to come out on the outside edges. I think they're going to be spent by about 60 minutes into this game because it's going to be a tough uh, tough match in the middle. But I think the Roosters got the edge in that middle as well. So, But they've now crafted – the thing about that is they've now crafted this bench where JWH is coming on to wreck some fools. You've got Victor Radley coming on to hurt people. Uh, and then you've got uh, Butcher and uh, Fafita, who were both pretty good last week. Jaden Sue has been pretty quiet. Tavita Totola is only just coming back from injury. Yeah. I think uh, he's still Tom's just outlast them and then just end up but, getting those last couple of tries yeah, at the back the, end of the, the game. The big turning point is like when you're going to get Bash playing East now, yeah. uh, and there's still more to come. You're going to so have, you're gonna have a hook to come 12, back and Crichton, first try scorer. And I Ooh. think Angus Crichton might end up being man of the match. I don't know. Yeah. That the Roosters are still going to get the liberties on that edge that they've had in the past couple of weeks. No, I think they're going to the play but two I men inside. I don't think they're going to go to the absolute extremes. I think they're going to be running out the centres and the halves more than the outside edges. So I think they'll get them the Canberra style, twenty metres in from the sidelines yeah, and look. You might be right. Lines you might be right. On either side, but I. Oh, and by the way, uh, you, you're allowed. I know oh, it's an opinion. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, also, you're allowed to discuss this. So it's not. Of like course, it wouldn't. Right it wouldn't. Like it wouldn't surprise any of us if we got it wrong in terms of five six south. If if the Roosters win, I'm not going to say, oh shit, that's unexpected. Yeah. I don't think either results an upset. And the look, it's pretty close. And I would suggest there was 20 minutes there where Liddell up Liddell last week for Liddell and Brooks tore apart straight out the middle. All that's if, where I think Cook. If might Walker and Latrell and in. Cook start doing that, if Murray and Arrow give them good quick play the balls, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cook could tear them apart. Through the guts, yeah. I, I, think I just Victor think Victor Radley just strengthens that, especially if he comes back and he's going to play forty minutes in the middle. The I, I think this is game of the round because I think this won't yeah, be a, so. this won't be a gear change game. This will be flat out. We're going to try stick. and put thirty on you, yeah. and if you want to put thirty on us, that's cool. It's almost as if they're pretty big rivals or something. Yeah, maybe. something like that yeah, might yeah. be. Can they afford? And you mentioned it earlier, Dag, that. Can they afford Lachlan Lamb just to be on the field? No, I don't think so. Like, I he's think been just this been is on his... the field the last couple of weeks. South are the kind of side that will expose if you've got – they're a point-scoring team. They'll, they can score lots of points. Yep. Do they expose – and I'm not saying he's a bad player. He just hasn't been asked to do much. And you'd be disappointed if Cam his, Murray or Sue is not running he's at probably him. Done his, he's probably done exactly what the coach has asked. Yes. Yeah, but, well, Sue or Kulamatungi is going to be running at him with um, Walker – Floating around in and around there as well. So, so is is can they afford that? But let's mm. let's see what happens. Looking forward. Exciting. To it. We'll know a lot more. Yes. 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 We'll we'll know a lot more Monday morning. Oh, pardon everybody yes. who I just nice. burped in there. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, the Raiders Warriors. This will be equally as interesting game to me. Yep. Three o'clock on the Saturday afternoon as the uh, Golden Super Program kicks into gear for the Warriors. Harris DeVita and Tanua Brown both out, which are big outs. Uh, we see O'Sullivan in at seven. And we see Bunty starting. My man Bunty starting. Jack Murchie, my other man, onto the bench, who we haven't seen this year. Uh, exciting times for myself to watch this. Merch. I think this game's going to be tremendous. Uh, Ollie, how are you looking at it, though? This one is going to be very interesting because you talk about that rigid style, Canberra playing attack. 
you'd have to think going up against this Warriors forward pack, they're going to have to they're going to be forced to go out to their edges a bit more than they probably like to or prefer to. Um, and if they don't, I think they'll get found out maybe within the first 20 minutes. And as I said, be forced to do so. Uh, this Warriors forward pack is going to be imposing every single game they play this year, no matter who they're up against. They're going to be a bit of a challenge. So I think they will be for the Raiders here. I'm going with the Raiders one to 12 though. Um, I don't think they run away with it, but I think and it's going to be a low-scoring game as well. Canberra will defend well, as they always do, um, but it's just going to be about them getting out to the edges. First try scorer, I will go with... I might actually just go with Roger to Avastashek because it will be a while for Canberra, as I said, to work out that they need to go to their edges. Uh, but then my man of the match is going to be a Hudson Young. Um. Is Renabad on chance? He was not well last week. Is it was it just a knock or is it has it hurt? I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen, I haven't seen anything about it. Gumpy? I'm gonna pick the Raiders thirteen plus. I did. Okay. I, I, I said earlier that I think the Raiders have trouble scoring points, but I think the Warriors equally do too. No Harris Tavita this week either. Sean yeah. O'Sullivan's more of a the organising kind of player and unless the Warriors start using Roger a little bit more effectively. Have, having things created for him rather than him having to be the sole creator in the team. I just think the Raiders, we said it, probably the better defensive team. I can't see the Warriors scoring too many points. The Raiders at home, look, I won't be able to give too much of a, a, a review of the game because I'll be at the Golden Slipper Saturday and may have had a few beers by 3 o'clock, so I certainly won't be... Do you have a tip for us in ...won't be watching uh, four moves ahead. I think we'll probably win yeah, in, on a wet track. Yep. Um, but I'll go for the, the first try scorer. I'll go for our big Joseph Tarpany. And I think um, Jack Whiten will awake from his slumber <laughs> and be man of the match. <laughs> yeah, well, fucking rinse and repeat right there. I've got Tarpany first try scorer on that edge. Uh, Whiten, man of the match. But I've only got the Raiders 1-12, to 12, just on the back of the, um, the Warriors' goal line and scramble defence, which is what they've done um, the first two games. They've been really, really solid in defence and their ball handling's been superb. And if that continues, I can't see the Raiders running away with it. They should have run away with it against the Sharks, but were held out with goal line defence and scramble. So Raiders 1-12. to 12. And for me to round out the Canberra game, I am going to... I agree with Barney. I think... Um, I think it's the sort of game where Whiten's footwork will make a difference. I think him playing that um, close to the line, just beating a, a tied, you know, a tied um, front row is going to be important. And so for him, man of the match, first try. Let's go with him as well. Let's go Whiten, Whiten, and Canberra one to twelve. I think. I think. I think Warriors are semi underrated. They're going to. They're going to be in this contest for a long time. Let's get to the uh, 5.30 game. <laughs> the Broncos and the Dogs. Mm. One of the games of the round. Isn't it? Uh, what do we got? Team changes here as I wait for it to refer. Uh, so we've got, obviously, Dallin out and Talamarin out. With Chizmini onto the wing. Uh, uh, Tupatlua Katoa onto the other wing. And uh, starting forwards, Elliot, Waddell, Jackson, Hetherington, Ogden for Canterbury. What hope have you got here, Gumpy? Nil all draw. No, kidding. Um, hundred all? I said before, it could be a hundred <laughs> yeah. all or nil all. Um, oh, look, it's... Uh, one of these teams aren't going to win too many games, so they're going to want to beat each other. Um, look, I'm, I'm going to go for the Bulldogs. I've tipped them. I said I'd never tip them again after round one, them <laughs> team, but I'm, I'm going to stick... 
I think that they they were bad last week. The first week they weren't too bad against the Knights, but they've been out-muscled in the forwards twice. I think if the Bulldogs can get on to a, a quick start and as soon as the Broncos have a try against them, they drop their heads and whatnot. So I think that, you know, that they're a fair chance if they can get a decent a decent start. Um, I'll, I'll tip them 1-12. to 12. I'll go first try scorer, uh, the the new bloke, Tui, Tui Katawa. I'll, Tui Paluto Katawa? Tui, Tui Paluto Katawa. Mm-hmm. And I'll go for man of the match, Kyle Flanagan. I think, you know, he, he's been decent. Hopefully he's kicking games on, can kick into corners, and they can muscle up a bit in defence, and Josh Jackson does his 50 tackles and takes the slack for everybody else. So let's go with that. And, look, there's no confidence. How do you tip that game? Seriously. I'm... Yeah, I don't want to. I'm going <laughs> to... Now you're praying. Are we going to get someone to take prayer gonna, each week? I'm going to tip Brisbane. Mm. I'm going to say they've shown... Something. I'm not sure what something. But well, I still look at that four back and go. Uh, Tavita Pengai, Flegler, Glenn, Ricky, Carrigan, even Turpin. There's something there. Uh, I have grave concerns about the halves. I'm not predicting a pretty game, but I think they've when they've shown their little moments of something, they've scored. And if they get a roll on, Milford can get a little bit of a swagger and hopefully produce something because then it, it's their last chance. I think even Kevy said it's their last chance. In a game where I feel dirty doing it, I'm going to say Herbie first try just because I have a slight man crush on him. Um, man of the match will be Ricky and Wonder Wonder Twelve. Is SER to back already? I thought he was broken. Well, yeah, he, he played last week as well. He's just he's yeah, a, he's right. the new Brent Tate. Mm. Where's the neck brace now? <laughs> yeah, Barney? okay. I mean, I don't want to tip anyone. Fucking okay, Ollie. Jeez. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Daggy. To be honest, I think they might just have the edge in the forward pack. Um, I do like what Turpin's doing out of dummy half. He does seem to get them onto the front foot when he actually gets a bit of uh, quick play of the balls. Uh, I'm going to go first try scorer Jermaine Asako. Um, man of the match. Fuck it, I'll go with Turpin and Broncos one to twelve. Uh, random comment to throw in the middle. Bullymore's been pretty good off the bench. Um, that is all. Ollie? <laughs> in 1983, the Bulldogs and Newtown Jets famously played out a nil or draw. <laughs> hey, I'm not tipping that to happen on this occasion. No, I'd, rather the, uh, I'd rather the 2-1. It was, it was a wet game. It was 5-4 no, th- or something. There was, what was that? No, Those Dragons. No, it? Dragons beat Parramatta 8-1. 8-1, yeah. In 2006. Um I'm going to Broncos 1-12 to purely because, and it's sort of similar to what you were saying, Daggy, I have seen more from the Broncos than I have from the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs put in a good first 15 minutes maybe against um, against the Knights in round one. Brisbane probably would have beaten Parramatta if they had a full bench. I believe that. They put in a consistent effort. And I think Milford was actually all right that game. He had a bad game against the Titans, sure, but he's proven he can still play. Um, and, and round two in patches, they still looked good against the Titans as well. I, I think especially in the second half for about 10, 15 minutes there, they were the better side. So when you take that into account, I, I've just got to go the Broncos 1-12. to I'm going to say first try scorer. I will go with David Mead. 
to get back into to touch some ball. Your, yeah, to get back <laughs> into your um, your good spirits. I guess you could say, Daggy and man of the match. I'm I'm going to say it. I'm going to say Anthony Milford. Just on Gump's point, though, um, Canterbury do have a much better game manager than anything that Brisbane do have to offer. And if um, Canterbury can hold their own in the forwards and um, and Flanagan can pin them in corners, they're they're more than a better chance of winning the game. I so. just think on effort, yeah. on effort, yes. on, that's how I'm picking the Bulldogs. I think they'll try harder. There, the thing with um, Brisbane is there's, uh, what's it, like, uh, false bravado. They effort until they crack in it, whereas Bulldogs will not necessarily pop. Like really against, roll against over, Penrith, yeah. they yeah. didn't give up. They just weren't good enough. That's right. Yeah, like yeah, they, they, so, they, they kept trying hard and, like, even near the end of the game, I know Dallin did the high tackle and got sort of sent to the sin bin. I but, you ch- know, but they chased. I talked about earlier like, fantasy. I, I, forgive, I forgive That's Dallin true. that in a wet conditions like it. Yeah, again, and so do I. And so, you yeah. know what? He could have not bothered. No. Like, right. it was it was 28 nil at the time or 22 nil with a couple of minutes to go. The only problem was the way he swung his arm. If he just yeah. used his oh, shoulder a, instead yeah. of his arm. Look, it was a problem, no. but yeah. wouldn't I just, have been an issue. Look, I've just but. gone for the Bulldogs because I think they'll try harder yep. for longer. I was well. just going to say, you can certainly tell the Penrith boys still do not like Dallin Matani's Lesniak one bit from what <laughs> happened a couple of years ago. Yeah. Well, they he tried to check and he was like, get out, get out, geek. <laughs> but he was trying to say, look, I'm sorry. And Anyway, let's get to the main event. This, I think this would be a... It'd be an interesting game anyway. We get to Bank West, just up the road for you from the Slipper Gumpy. Um, Madison out for Parramatta as they play Cronulla. Madison out and Papa E does get a starting spot with Sean Lane, uh, which sees Kafusi, Hipgrave, Will Smith, Ray Stone on the bench. So all back rowers on the bench, actually, which is interesting. Will uh, well, Smith's not a back row. He's not, sorry. So, uh, He's an actor. Comes on and... Um, and a he, rapper. Yeah. And uh, Sharks, uh, as per program, uh, Barney, how are you looking at this game? I mean, if, if Talakai and Johnson were in the side, I'd actually probably be tipping the Sharks. But <laughs> this is probably a game that they could win. The, the back of the effort of, like, Parramatta's effort last week, um, they're not probably not going to come out and play exactly the same as they did last week. Surely that would have taken something out of them, but that's about the only hope the Sharks have got. Um, nah, I Par- like that there was no fucking around. He just goes, Nakore's playing centre again. That was that was good. And he was superb there last week, so um, Connor Tracy's going to have his work cut out, or Dugan, whoever's running at him. I hope it's not Dugan, because he'll be off after five minutes if he gets hit with one of those tackles that Nick, yep. that Olam got hit with last week. Or he'll go down and stay on. <laughs> Uh, Parramatta 1 to 12, man of the match, Gutherson, first try scorer. Fucking Sivo will probably run over the top of one of the other wingers. And Mulatano, he, he, he went missing last week, so why not run over the top of Mulatano, first try scorer? If Para turn up here, this is Para. And the thing is, there's two heads of the coin because we've seen both, both examples. If Para turn up with the form they came into this game with, uh, and we didn't mention for Paul Plant, Matt Mullins incredible they effort win at five by eight last week. Yeah. But um, Para will put a space on them um, if they crack them. They will not take the foot off. They'll take the chances. I'm saying Sevo uh, first try. I'm saying uh, Mitch Moses will have his time in the sun where he just goes watch me tear these fools apart and be met and get his man of the match. Um, I'll say Para by eighteen. And just because I, I find little to get excited about in in the Cronulla time beyond Cronulla yeah. side beyond effort, effort and yeah. tackle, yeah, yeah and they'll yeah, they'll do well. But like anyway, 
I'll go para 13 plus. I think they're good things yep. at Bank West. I like them playing at Bank West. Dry conditions. Don't they actually no love Bank West? Like, they love they, Bank West. They love playing there. Yeah. It's a bit of a fortress for para. I don't think they've lost too many games sort of there. And if they have lost, they've put in some pretty good performances to yeah. get beat. Um, I... Yeah, I just like Para. I think they'll Paulo and Campbell Gillard, and then those blokes in the forwards, and then they bring on their their Oregon Kafusi and blokes like that that they don't sort of lose too much when they take their their forwards off. Yep. Reed Marnie's going good. Yep. If Para on the front foot, Moses will, will go good, and Guffo. The Sharks will probably stay in it for a while, but I'll go thirteen plus. I'll go for Tommy Opacic to score the first try, oh, yeah. and I'll um I'll go with Guffo man in the match when Para play, you probably you've safe got bet. to be in the conversation, and it's a safe bet. To That's go with, you, and and with now Gutho. with this thing, you know, when we have our day games, I'm, I'm sure, well, without doubt, Gutho and nine and uh, nine Reed Mahani will be the two we we chat about, and then Paulo, and then it's okay, whatever. So, um, Ollie, so. First of all, I'm going Para 1 to 12, but I could not think of a worse team for Para to come up against after beating the Storm. So the current situation they're in, they're a team who everyone's tipping to make the finals, not to do much, but they get this big upset win over the Melbourne Storm. They'll be up. Para are known for being a little bit of an egotistical team at times. They'll be up and they'll look at the Sharks and think, oh yeah, we should beat them easy, but they could be in for a shock here. I could not think of a worse team for them to be coming up against after beating the Melbourne Storm like that because they could get a shock. And I think that I think they will to an extent because I only think they're going to win one to twelve. I think it'll be a close game. It'll be sort of similar um, in terms of the effort. Cronulla puts in uh, to the game against Canberra last week. I would not be surprised if Cronulla actually got the win in this one. However, I am going the Eels one to twelve. First try scorer, I'll give it to I'll give it to Katoa. I'll say Cronulla go over first, and my man of the match will be surprise surprise, Clint Gutherson. I know you have Mitch Moses as your man of the match, but you know what? I only reckon Mitchell Moses will put in those huge performances against the bottom four. Like I don't I think I Cronulla are probably too thinking- good a team for him to do so against, to be honest. I think if if anyone in the halves does, it's going to be a Dylan Brown and Moses won't be bad. He'll... he'll, he'll Well, I'm banking on them considering this a flat track game and I'm seeing a great thing. Yeah. Okay, cool. Very good. Um... We get to four o'clock for the th- Sunday, buddy Sunday, according to the Turkey Cuzzler. The Knights and Tigers up at Newcastle. Phoenix Crossland goes out. We see Kurt Manning, uh, Mitchell Pierce, obviously plays his 300th game, actually. Um, Tex Hoy still at fullback, I think, for one more round, and we get Ponga back. Um, for the Tigers, Zane Musgrove has been added to the uh, to the starting lineup. In fact, to start with Tamo, which pushes off and go to the bench. Uh, no, Joey Leilua. Jimmy Roberts comes into the team to play on the other side. They didn't want to play on in the first place. Capo is still in the team. Um, it is what it is. Gump, how are you going to approach this game? Not to win. They'll win thirteen plus. I, I just think. They're a better better team. I don't know that the, the Tigers will hold them in the forwards, and I think out wide, Bradman Best and 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 blokes like and Heimel Hunts and 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 blokes playing out wide for the Knights. I think you're going to have a field day out there because I 
I know they've taken Leilua out. Uh, James Roberts is still somewhat susceptible. And Kapoa's still is. I don't know if he's a first grader. I agree. On the other side of the field, I'm, I'm not sure about Tommy Talao either. Especially marking up against a, Best. Of a, as yeah. a centre, like he might be a winger. He's he, a little bloke he, too. The best, he's going to have best know, I think out, out wide, they're probably going to get them there. You know that probably the... the game management of Mitchell Pearce is probably going to come to the fore as well. The Tigers, Luke Brooks is not showing he's able to to do that. If he gives them seven tackle sets, you'll have Clemmer and Saifidi and Frizzell and Barnett carrying the ball 60 metres in carries. I would have, and, I wouldn't worry those front wide and let Bradman carry well, it 40 exactly. metres so I, I, Look, I think it'll be 13 plus. I'll go for... Um, Texan Hoy to score the first try, and I'll I'll go man of the match uh, Tyson Frizzell. Yeah, nice. I like it. Um, for anyone that wanting to head to the Clony Hotel at Warrington on the Sunday afternoon, I think I'm going to watch UFC and watch this game up there. So come and bum me a beer to help me drown my sorrows. As <laughs> the I think I am hopeful. I'm going to put my hands up again like the Brisbane game. I'm hopeful of one to twelve. I have no confidence. I think the edge is so far exposed and look funny, and Bradman Best will. Again, they kick that door in when you combine them with the back rails they've got. Uh, so very optimistic. Tippet and one to twelve Newcastle. I'm saying man of the match, Bradman Best on the back of two tries and first try scorer behind one hunt. That'll just be another another addition to the carnage. Not much more to add, Ollie. Um, I'm going to go Newcastle 13 plus. Surprise, surprise. I don't know why it just popped into my head, but I'm going to go James Roberts first try scorer. Why not? Okay. Uh, um, I'll have 10 bucks on it. Yeah, why not? Yeah, the Tigers will be up 4 0 and then concede uh, 50 unanswered. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'll give it that. And I will give Newcastle Mitch Barnett as their man of the match. Barney. Newcastle 13 plus. Um, as Gump said, I can't see him holding them in the middle for more than about half an hour, and then they're going to hit those edges. You got um, Heimel Hunt, first try scorer, Bradman Best laying it on on that. He'd probably bump off um, old mate Tommy Talao, and then just give free ball to Hunt to score that first try in the left hand side. Um, I got man of the match, Jaden Braley, because I think after about probably 40 to 50 minutes, the middles are going to get tired, and he's just going to run an absolute mm. muck, yep. set it very up cool. back through the middle. Really, really um, they're cool. going to stretch well, on the outside edges to be. Yeah, they'll stretch them on the edges for the first hour, and then that last twenty minutes are just going to tear them apart back through the middle. Let's get up north to the Cowboys and the Titans. Six fifteen at uh, up at uh, I was going to say Gladesville. What's one up there? Townsville. Further up. You're about to say Gladesville. It's a few hours away. Gladesville. I I played Gladesville. Yeah, I got hit into the bay. Uh, anyway. Um, oh, before you get started, hello. was there something you wanted to bring up about a certain Action Bailey, a listener of this podcast? Oh, no, I did too. Yeah, so he, we questioned why the Cowboys got the 7.30 game on a Saturday night, and he wrote to us and said, end of the day, a lot of their fans have to drive three, four, five hours to get to the game, so... Um, traditionally, when they do have the home game, they have got the Super Saturday main event. And for that reason, which I absolutely respect and a great point, which we didn't think of. So, action, good man. Yep. And uh, yep. great point. And so. now I think that the NRL Channel 9 and Fox are heartless for putting North Queensland in this position and making their poor fans get home, get home at 11pm at night on a Sunday <laughs> when school and work's next I day. Shame on them. The, uh, I suggest the crowd will not be what it was last week. Angling um, for a job at Channel 9, are we, Ollie? <laughs> well, what? 
Sport. You want Fox Sports, Holly. You just want the easy, cruisy job thrown from uh, Lara Pitt to you. That's what you want. Mate, I want to get paid to do this. You're the it's next Jake Duke. Job. I've, I've the faith. The next Jake you. Duke. I have full faith. Anyway, um, when you're in there, get us a job too. Good old Jake uh, Duke. <laughs> we get, um, He's all right. So we get through this. Kyle Felt's out for Talungi to come in the wing. And Ash Taylor's out for Tana Boyd to come into the six for the Titans. No other crazy changes. Actually, it looks pretty much the same. Ollie, what's your thoughts? So I'm going my boys, the Titans, 13 plus. However, last year, However. as a sort of a, a superstition, I did not tip the Titans to win a game once. And in the end, it sort of worked out for me. I tipped them to win in round one and they lost. I tipped Brisbane in round two and they won. So here's the thing. I reckon if the Titans somehow cannot beat the Cowboys in this game, it must be due to me not sticking to the superstition and I will not tip them for the rest of the year. And each week <laughs> I can come up with a creative way as to how the Titans are going to lose to Manly. So um, it would have nothing to do with the Titans being just as bad every other Queensland team. No, superstition. Okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> well, we've already beaten Brisbane, so we're not just as bad. But... Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm going the Titans 13+. plus. I hope, for the Titans' sake, I, we get a bit more of a performance out of them more than just 20 minutes because I feel like they will win, but they'll they'll let the Cowboys into it and they'll, they won't play to their, their full extent. I'd, I'd love to see a, an actual 60-minute performance out of the Titans because I think that they could put the Cowboys to the sword in 60 minutes. I'm going to say first try scorer, Anthony Don, because I love him so much and he, I just, yeah, he's the best. And I'm going to say... Man of the match, Tino Fasua Salami. Fasua Salami. Mm. I'm going for the Titans 13 plus. They're too good. I have, I have a theory that any team that loses to I, who I believe are the bottom four teams, and the Cowboys are one of those, certainly can't win the comp. They'll be lucky to make the eight. So if they don't win, cool. I can't see them making the eight. Yep. Even this early in the season, you just can't lose against these sides. These are two points that these teams are banking on that are going to be around about that top eight mark that the seven, eight, nine, sort of these, the Titans would have banked on these two points. No, they'd be hoping to play them twice. That's for sure. Correct. Yeah. I have so, a theory too. Any team who versus the Cowboys is going to win. That's my theory. Well, and <laughs> you're probably right in terms of that. So I think it'll be 13 plus. I, I'll go for um, Philip Sammy to score mm. the first nice. try. I, I, I don't mind Philip Sammy as a player. I think he goes all right. I don't know he's a, he's a centre, but, you know, he, he's there at the moment. And I'm going to go man of the match. I think that um, AJ Brimson's going to get too much space. I think the first two games son they've, of a bitch. They've, they've contained Brimson. I don't know that the Cowboys will contain Brimson. I think he'll have a, have a field day. Go I don't back. even think it's going to be AJ Brimson that I need to worry about. I think it's going to be that forward pack because if you look at those forward packs when they line up, I could absolutely see <laughs> the Titans just tearing holes all through the middle of that Cowboys pack time and Which time again. concern is AJ might not touch it. <laughs> He'll just run off them. Oh. Cowboys first. Uh, Cowboys 13 plus. I'm going to go with Mo Fotoeka as the first try scorer. Crash ball next to the post and AJ Brimson to run a mark on the back of a couple of soft tries up the middle and then just tear the Cowboys to pieces. I agree. This 
I hope it's a demolition job for your sake, Ollie. I hope it, it, I, it should be. It should more be, and I hope it is. About this game because everyone's tipped them thirteen yeah, plus. And I, and I get that. I'm going to say <laughs> Titans by twenty. I'm going to say it's AJ's. AJ's been quiet for a couple of weeks now. It's his time to have free space. Broken for He's going to be the state of origin. AJ Brimson. We saw first try scorer will be uh, Corey Thompson, just because I said so. And um, AJ Brimson man the match, but their forwards will run a mark. And I'm just going to mention Mo for the waker because I love him. I've spoken so much shit about the Cowboys the past couple of weeks. They're going to win. Aren't <laughs> You're going to get well, dusted. They're going to win. You also actually watch the Titans lose watch by 30 you know, years. For your spreadsheet, GT, um, I want to say Anthony Don first try scorer because he will, they uh, will get to him. Up next week if they get beat. Watch Morgan. <laughs> it'll be Morgan will fight, suddenly find his form from 2017. Valentine Holmes. And set up seven tries. Watch, I've, I've put shit on Jake Clifford and Cowan Hess. Cowan Hess will probably and run Scott through like Scott, Scott Drinkwater yeah. will look like and fucking James Jake Clifford will look like Last week, last week I said, so, Ollie, you, hey, I Ollie, said Cowan Hess and Jake Clifford Sunday. both need a pull through. They both <laughs> come watch a game of last week. All right, for all of footy for his fans, I'm going to be so drunk by the time we get this game. I'll watch this game, the Colonial, and I'll make Ollie watch it with me. <laughs> and it'll be so so much fun. So come and join us at the Colonial Hotel, Warrington. Yeah, to two Cowboys I bagged last week. Both yeah, yeah, you'll be a mess. Oh. I'll see our way back up. I might be. No, I don't have any chance to sleep up. But um, all good. Uh, the, we're going to watch Stipe and uh, now we've got Nagano. And we, yeah, Stipe Nagano, I think. Punting disaster yes. class. Tremendous. Looking for that. Let's get to our punting disaster class. Can you read my stats to me, please, David? Yes, I can. I have to find the, the back page. Here we go. One A. Diagostino has had two fifty dollar bets, and out of those two fifty dollar outlays, he has returned four hundred and seventy seven dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> Absolutely flying. The old gumsters put out fifty dollars and returned one hundred and seventy five. Myself and Oliver, a uh, hundred dollars in the hole. <laughs> well then, Ollie, you lead, uh, Barney, you lead us away, my friend. Rightio. So I'm going to have a ten dollar upset bet with the Sharks and Manly at one to twelve, paying thirteen dollars. Now I've got Brian Tuo, Jack Whiten, and Alex Johnson. To be any time try scorers, I'm going to put forty dollars on that at nine dollars and eighty eight cents. Ollie, you get some for us? Yeah, because I don't gamble, I'm going to throw out another absolute shitter. But <laughs> keeping in theme with what I just spoke about, I am going to say Titans thirteen plus, Valentine Holmes any time, Hamaso Tabuai Fado any time. Okay, good. You got some gumpy on me to go. I'll I'll go. I, I'm going to just fifty bucks shit or yep. bust for me. I yep. no mucking around. Yep. That's I'm going to go thirteen plus Raiders. Yep. Thirteen plus Eels. Yep. Thirteen plus Knights and thirteen plus Titans. Beautiful. Very good. Uh, we'll put a price together. We'll, and we'll find. You got a price for us, or you? I we'll ha- find one. I haven't. Raiders, I Knights, Eels. Thirteen plus. And there was one more. Raiders. Titans. Titans. There we go. That'll pay. You. That's quite juicy. I'll, I'll find it when we get off here. Um, for me, I'm gonna try and 
You want Best. Oh, see, mate, just. Yes, yes. I may have gotten too cute for Mangood, but I'm going to go anytime try scorers again. Ravalawa, anytime. Into Braden Best, anytime. Into AJ Brimson, anytime. It's paying $10. Yes. Uh, put your whole 50 on that? A whole 50 on that. I have sort of been convinced to throw two onto that, but I might, I'll might. i leave it dry. But throw, when, when I get it right, when two does score and it's a 201 one, well, I'll take yeah. claim credit. But for now, so we've, we've had that. a celebrity bet come in from our oh, what do you mate say? Simo. Roosters Simo. 40 plus. Uh, gamble responsibly, guys. That's fine. Now, I do want to make a point. Ooh. I really make a point. Please do not. Message players if they do not score in your multi. You, if you do that, you are a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> cannot make that clearer. But please gamble responsibly. We do this out of jest. We all have our little bets here and there. But there's no call for abusive plays, and there's no call to abuse jockeys or anyone else that uh, you want to wager with. It's all a bit of fun, and that's what we do it in. That's the spirit we do. At this the end podcasting. of the day, it's your opinion. You're the one who put the bet on. Yeah. If you got there's it wrong, person fucking, to you fucking got it wrong. No, it's like, he's eighteen dollars fifty. Wow. There you go. That's a Ooh, nice bet. Go. Very good. Fifty on that. A very nice chunk of change. Now, thank you, boys. We have we're three hours deep. Uh, yes. Thank you, boys. Um, thank you, Arun, who just bought us some more beverages. Uh, we thanks to the Graham Hotel for looking after us once again. Uh, I believe the Colonial is on the horizon down the road, but um, until then, thanks, Graham's. Uh, good luck to everyone getting over their floods. Thank you, Barney. Thank you, Ollie. Thank you, Gumpy. I'm going to hit some music you, and let's Daddy. get out of here. Let's everyone go and let's. Uh... Oh, that's the wrong, wrong song. Button. That's fine. We'll do that. Um, loving the footy this weekend. Good luck in the slipper. Catch everyone next week. Bye.